Hi there, everybody. Happy Tuesday and welcome into Undisputed. We're so glad you're with us. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. How good. are we today? Good. It's not a good morning. No, it's not a good morning. I did catch you on the Manning cast <laughs> last night with Peyton and Eli. And I was trying to figure out who's the bigger Bronco homer, you or Peyton? It's close. I think, I think Peyton might be I think Peyton I think he might have eclipsed you. I, I could not believe it. I think so. Boy, awesome. they, were, they were lobbing you a lot of softball questions, and now you got to play hardball again, right? There wasn't no softball yeah, questions, man. I thought so. I mean, we yeah. was rooting for the Broncos, yeah, and that's they let all us. you were doing, and they let you down. They let us down. That's too bad, Jen. Well, I know who lost first. We were the last team to lose. Yeah. Yeah, the Baker revenge game on Sunday didn't quite work out. And then the Russell Wilson revenge game no. last night. Ugh. Down one point with a minute left last night. Shannon's Broncos let the clock run down to 20 seconds before calling a timeout. They decided to kick a field goal on fourth and five from the 46. Brandon McManus missed the 64-yard kick. Left, giving the Seahawks a 17-16 victory. Shannon should Nathaniel Hackett let Russell Wilson have gone for it on fourth and five? Let Russ cook? Hell yeah. Skip, what the hell are you paying a guy $200 plus million for if you're going to trot your field goal kick out to kick a 64-yarder? I'm paying him this kind of money for these very situations on fourth and five in a hostile environment on the road. Mm. I've got Russell Wilson. Hey, you going? Hey, we're going for this. Mm. I'm not going to try. Everybody, listen, everybody doesn't have Justin Tucker. If you had Justin Tucker, Skip, I might be okay with it. But I've, I've given up the future for Russell. I've compensated him handsomely. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try my kicker, and I get it. The kicker's going to say, they got to my spot. I just got to make that kick. What's he supposed to say? Every kicker in that situation, I just got to make that kick. Every kicker isn't capable of making it. I know they make it in pregame. I know they make it in practice. But this is a real live situation here. This is win or lose the ball game. Everybody doesn't have those wheelbarrow sides to make that kick. Justin Tucker, I'm trusting him 95 times out of 100, Skip, to make that kick. Even from 60. Whatever. It was 64. It would have been the longest. It would have been the what the second longest field goal in the history of the NFL. So that just goes to tell you just how long that was. Everybody can't make that kick. Skip, you got to go for it. And then what the hell? You let 30, 40 seconds run off the clock, and then you call timeout. Mm -hmm. They were sloppy all last night. How many delay of game penalties did they get? How many penalties? I mean, how many times did they let the clock run down? Mm -hmm. And Seattle jumped the count. And tackle for loss in the backfield because it was that tackle for loss that really set them behind the eight ball when they got Javante Williams because they were jumping the count. Did happen to him twice on the goal line, Skip. Mm-hmm. No, it was bad. No, there's no chance. There's zero chance with a two hundred plus million dollar quarterback. Am I trotting the field goal kicker out there? Mm. I mean, I've seen John Harbaugh go for it with Lamar when Lamar was in the second, third year of his deal, and he wasn't making nowhere near twenty. Uh, uh, and he had Justin Tucker. Mm. No, Skip. They were wrong. They were wrong in this situation. There's no, absolutely no way they should have let McManus attempt that with Russ. Mm. That's what you got him for. What the hell? If I'm if I'm gonna let my field goal kicker attempt 64 yarders, I don't need a 200 million dollar quarterback. I don't need to give up the future to get said 200 million dollar quarterback. Mm. I disagree. I vehemently disagree. Mm. McManus was one for seven on 60 plus yard kicks. Nah. Mm. Only two field goals made in the history. Prater got a 64-yarder, and Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yarder. But the 64-yarder was at altitude, was you know above altitude in Denver. Tucker made his in Baltimore. Nah, 
Mm. Hell no. Russ didn't play well last night. He did not play well. So you actually undid your argument with your last statement. But he still, did not play well. But, but Skip, the thing about the quarterbacks is that they cannot. A lot of times we've seen the really good quarterbacks not play well the whole game. Tom Brady has made a career of just being so-so. But when the rubber needs to meet the road, mm -hmm. he gets it done. And that's what I'm paying $200 million for, Skip. I think the emotions of the ball game, and I know he's like, hey, I, it was glad and I'm uplifting God and all that. The emotions of the game last night going back to Seattle, and it was early. Because Peyton mentioned, Skip, he said, at least they did me a solid. I didn't have to go back to Indy until year two, week seven. They start Russell out opening weekend opening on weekend. the road in Seattle. Okay, I got it. All right, before I unleash on this, for the record, the Brandon McManus attempt got there. It was just wide left by about a foot maybe. Mm -hmm. for, for a second, I thought it was at least going to hit the, the upright, upright. Mm -hmm. and, and it just barely missed the upright. Is that fair? I mean, it, yeah. it was close. Yeah. It, it wasn't snap hook 20 yards short. No. It, it didn't. It wasn't a dying quail that fell d d at the, the goal line. It wasn't like Bullock, but it had the same results. Remember Bullock, how he shaped his way yeah, left? It, it wasn't even close. And that was from 47 <laughs> to right. beat the Giants on the last play of the Tennessee at Giants right. game this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let me get this out of the way and out of my system. It, it's it's surreal for me to be talking about Nathaniel Hackett because I first met Nathaniel when he was all of eight years of age <laughs> because I was extremely coach, uh, close with his father, Paul Hackett, who was then the offensive coordinator for my Dallas Cowboys. And Nathaniel was the younger brother, and, and he didn't seem to have any interest in sports whatsoever. So it's surreal to be watching him coaching your Denver Broncos right. in his first ever head coaching game, obviously coming over from Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. What year was his dad, uh, the, coach, the offensive coordinator? This, this is the late 80s. This, okay. this is 86, 7, 8, okay. just before Jimmy. And, in fact, Paul was hired by Tech Schramm to be the successor to Thomas Wade Landry. He right. was handpicked by Tech Schramm to be the next Landry, and then Jerry bought it. Right. And Jerry didn't want to go forward with I Landry. remember his dad when he was offensive coordinator for Kansas City mm -hmm. under, uh, under Marty okay. in the mid-90s. he was also Joe uh, Montana's coordinator right. under Bill Walsh. Walsh. Yes. Okay, so he had a storied career up to that point. Mm -hmm. And he had Herschel Walker at his greatest in 86, 87, and Herschel was spectacular thanks in large part to what Paul was calling. But the point is, Nathaniel was the kid that I thought, well, I don't even think he has any interest in football. And look at him now. Right. And it comes down to he becomes the focal point. And I, I, I don't even know Nathaniel because I only knew him when he was this little kid. But, right. but the point is, I'm going to defend him on this count. He showed some guts last night. There are other words I could use for mm -hmm. that. But he showed some big guts because he made a – hellacious decision on the fly at the end of his first game to say, you know what? I don't like the way my quarterback is moving the football right. because he made a statement after the game that he said, I, we had been moving it just slightly. That's his statement. Right. We'd been moving it just slightly. We weren't moving it in big chunks. Well, I would say that's fair to say. And then let's look at Russ's night, shall we? Let's start back with the pass to Judy that broke for the 67-yard yeah. touchdown, okay? Yeah, check, check this out. 
it, it wasn't Russ's best effort because he's got him wide, wide open, open and he's, it's so underthrown that the DB just falls all over yeah. him and misses the ball right. and the tackle yes. all at once and Judy gets free and goes 67 yards. So that wasn't exactly a thing of Seattle beauty like we used to see from Russ, right? Right. Okay, now let's look at the previous series when they had it all the way down to first and goal at the, the, the three. There's a false start in here, but I'm going to show you the three passes rust through, one from the three and then a couple from the eight. Let's see them in a row if we could, please. These are his, his last three passes in this series where, where you can take the lead. Okay, that one's just out of bounds. He just threw it out of bounds and incomplete. And this is the second attempt. And he has to scramble, and he throws it wide left. It's basically a throw away at that point. And this is the one that I thought maybe he's got a shot to Sutton, and it's way wide behind yeah. and high, okay? Yeah. So he has three cracks at taking the lead right there, right. miss, miss, miss. Mm -hmm. And you can credit Seattle for good coverage. You can credit uh, – they, they created pressure on him. But that goes into this last possession in which they run ten straight plays – and they travel a grand total of 32 yards in three minutes and 47 seconds. Yes. And very young coach Hackett, he's not young by age, but, but the point is this is his first time out on national TV on the solo Monday night stage. And he's watching this thinking to himself like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing a hot hand here. I'm not seeing the Seattle Russ well, operating Skip, if here. If you think about it, Russ is a very good deep ball thrower, and he was missing all, all of his deep balls were missed inside. He started the game. They run a bootleg, and he overshoots the tight he end. Did. He comes back. He got the tight end for a walk-in touchdown. He overthrows him, but the tight end makes a great one-handed catch. So it seemed like the emotion, he was like deep, and then he was short. Okay. Uh, but all that aside, I'm paying him $243 okay, million. No, I, I get that. But on this last series, you go 10 straight plays. Do you realize in those 10 plays in that final series, not one ball went to a wide receiver? Exactly. And they got wideouts, man. Yeah. I know they lost one. They left Tim Patrick. Yeah, but, but they still they, got Sutton. They, they got Duty. Duty. They got Hamler. And, Ham and I'm, I'm looking for somebody to get loose and yes. nobody gets free or he can't find anybody. So he goes tight end, tight end twice for 5-6. And then it's just a series of – Dumps. It's it's a bunch of screen yeah. passes to Javante. Yes. Who who he, he had lost four. That puts you in the hole a little yeah. bit. But on the last play, he did get nine. But he got it all by himself. Right. On a little swing screen. Mm -hmm. But the the one pass that that was a misfire was Russ is in the pocket. It's almost like a tuck rule play where he started to throw it. I think we have it. He yeah. started to throw it. And I couldn't even figure what had happened. But he held on because he didn't like what he saw. Yeah. And he threw it right in the ground. I don't know and, if the, the DB it, jumped it or and, the guy jumped up in front of it. I think the DB jumped. But the ball just comes right back up to him. And you couldn't see it in real time. Like, safety. Like, what, what just happened? Because he takes off running with it, but he had bounced it on the turf. Uh, that's not legal. Right. You can't run with that football, right? <laughs> it's incomplete once it yeah, does that. It was just incomplete. Okay, so this is what young head coach Nathaniel Hackett is thinking like, wait a second, I'm, I'm not seeing much here. Right. So in a vacuum, I think the odds are like that you, you have a 36% chance of winning if you go for it on fourth and five, and it's like a 7% chance of winning if you try to kick a 64-yard field goal. Right. But he knew before the game that Brandon McManus had made a, a couple of those. And what he told him was, I need the ball at the, at, at the 46 on the left hash. That's my out range. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's the, the limit of my range. Right. If you can give me 46-yard line on the left hash, I can make that. And he almost did. 
So I, I can't condemn young Nathaniel for, for saying, I, I'm not seeing it from Russ tonight. I think I'm going to have a better chance. I, I get your big picture point because for the locker room's sake, yes. for, for send a message to your fans. We got Russ and nobody else does, and we're going to win the West Looks because good. we got Russell Wilson and we paid him whatever it is, 200, and I see all kinds of different yeah. figures. But, well, more than 200 million, yeah. but here's the thing. What, did, what caused Russ and Pete to fall out? Pete didn't believe in him. Pete, Pete wouldn't give him the opportunities that he felt that he had deserved as being a top-flight quarterback. So I get it. I get what Russ is saying. He always co-signed every time Pete would do something, Russ would back it up. I do not believe that deep down inside, Russ is happy this morning. He said, this is why you brought me here. This is why you gave up what you gave up, was to give me an opportunity to put me in that situation and see if I fail or succeed. So, Skip, you got to give him that. Nathaniel Hackett's going to have to do a better job of getting the plays in. I get it that you're a head coach, and as a head coach, Skip, you've got to – but in that situation, when I'm calling the plays, yep. it doesn't matter what the, def the defense is on the sideline. you got to get the plays in. Skip, they're not even breaking the huddle until like eight, nine seconds. By the time you get to the line, if you got any adjustment, the time's going to run out. That's Nathaniel's fault because yes. he's calling the plays exactly. from the sideline while trying to be the head coach, which, as you well know, it's hard it, to it, do. It, but you came up under a man who did just that. I did. Yep. I did. But, and, and Skip, I mean, the, the bad fumbles, I hate. When teams get, get the quarterback under center, put the running back in the eye and hand in the ball. Stop that shotgun snap with the offset back because any penetration, it blows it up. And one more thing I'm going to say, Skip, and I'm going to turn it back over to you. Javante Williams needs to be the starter. And until he does this on his helmet that he's tired, yep. Melvin Gordon stays on the sideline. The guys don't play enough. You, running back is a, is a, is a rhythm position. How in the hell can I get in rhythm if I'm going to series? Melvin Gordon goes a series. He goes two series, I go two series. No, let Javante give that man 25 carries. And when he taps his helmet, Gordon, you're in. But this back and forth, Skip, neither guy can get a rhythm. Mm. Okay, yet, yeah, Javante Williams, if I look at pass receiving targets, yeah. Do, you, do you realize what happened last night? Yeah. Russ is just throwing – he threw in 12 balls. They're check downs. It's, it's a lot of dink and dunk mm -hmm. from Russ. And he caught 11 of them because they're dinks and they're dunks. And yet they totaled 65 yards, which isn't enough. He didn't do enough damage no. with 11 no. catches for only 65 yards. But look at his targets compared to the next target. It goes to the young tight end yes. who had six. Right. Okay, so he had twice as – you, you threw twice as many balls – to the running back as to any of your, your other receivers, but it starts with the tight end who got six targets and five catches, and then your wideouts caught four and four, Judy and, and Cortland. Both with seven targets, yeah. yeah. With, with seven targets. Well, it, it, it just shows you Russ didn't have a lot of faith in himself throwing the ball down no, the field. Right. I mean, he just didn't. And, 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 and Williams is going to understand in a situation like that, Skip, I'm four or five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now I'm not going to catch this ball. It, this doesn't do me any good. Because now you catch the ball nine, second, and 14. And so you're really behind the eight ball. So now you need to get seven yards just to make it third and seven. As opposed to letting it be second and ten, now you get seven yards, it's third and three. Something that you can work with. Though That will come with time, and that's something that guy, players need to understand. I don't think guys really understand situational football enough. Maybe the coaches need to do a better job of going over that with them. That in a situation like this, when we're behind and you're behind the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. we got to be very careful whether not we catch this ball because not only do you you lose yards, Skip, guess what? You keep the clock moving. 
at worst case scenario, it's incomplete. The clock stops, and now we get second and ten, we get second and ten. But I thought this was a, a bad outing. I didn't like what I saw from the Broncos' defense because they had Geno Smith looking like Mahomes for a second. There, he was looking like Lamar Jackson too because he was running, he was running and throwing, and then he was throwing. They had four drives skipping, which they had at least 50 yards. Come on, that, that's Geno Smith. And that's not a knock on him. Okay, but but for the record, you realize Geno scored zero points in the second half yeah, and won the game because they, he scored enough in the first half to, for them to hang exa- on. And exactly. What? Blown coverages. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Well, come, come on, Bronco. You, you're better than this. You're going to have to – I mean, at first, because the first half, Geno had a clean jersey. Did. They didn't even come close. They brought the pressure, and Geno didn't even get looked at. Okay, and for the record, I was so happy for Geno Smith last night because he has been in this league for 10 years. And I'm not sure any quarterback in in the last 10 years has been more criticized than Geno Smith. Some of it came from me back in his days with the Jets. Yeah. And he, he asked for it. Skip. He deserved yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree. It ain't like he was just lighting it up and we just making false claims that he no. hadn't been good. No. He wasn't good. And it was one incident after another yeah. off the field. And yet – Last night, as he said, and it was a classic line after the game, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Okay, (laughs) well, last night he didn't write back. So I was happy for one night, and I don't know what the future holds for him because it's probably not a whole lot. No. But he he had his night last night, and he outplayed Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. in Russell Wilson's return. I can even do it statistically just by the, the QBRs on the game because he had a better QBR by, it was 48 to 41 on QBR. I think mm-hmm. that was it. Or did I have that right? I don't know. I got it here somewhere. But uh, the, the point is that in the end, the visiting team lost this game more than the home team won. It. Because if you have two plays that you're running from the one-yard line and you, you fumble the ball away right. on both plays from mm-hmm. the one – you're probably going to lose on the road, and they did. And Javante lost one, and obviously Melvin Gordon. Gordon lost another one. Right. Well, you're just going to lose. And you went 0 for 4 in the red zone. You're probably going to you lose. Will. Yes. But in the end, I promise you, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Brass, when they huddled up after the game somewhere, they were chuckling and saying, we told you so. Right. Because they decided after last year that Russ is declining, that right. he has hit the, the later career wall. Right. For whatever reason, they just said, we, we're not going to be able to win big with him anymore. Right. Let's get what we can get. And they got a lot. They did. And let's go forward without having to pay him 250-odd million, whatever right. it is, 200-some yes. million. Mm-hmm. So, so they were right last night. And yet Nathaniel Hackett in the end, was with them, like, I'm not seeing enough for my 200-plus million-dollar quarterback to even put the ball back in his hands on fourth and five. There was a time, there was a day when Russ was about as good as it gets right. in that situation. Right. I'm not sure it's, it's that way anymore. I think the thing is, Skip, even though he's not having a good game, in order for the morale of the team and to show that you have confidence in yeah. the guy so they can have confidence in him, you put the ball in his hands. Because now I'm looking like, well, damn, they tried McManus. It's not like he's Justin Tucker. Do, do. So should we believe in Russ if our head coach doesn't believe in Russ? He didn't last night. He did not like clearly. And he said it after the game to his credit. I, he, he just saying, I didn't see enough. He, he even said, I, I think he got sacked late. In the, he didn't get sacked. It was just that play where he threw it in the right. ground. But, but the point was he did not have a hot hand. 
And the point is, as you well know, fourth and five is no, no, no. walk in the park. No. You know, like it, it's not any done deal. Uh, but they said you got a 36 chance of winning of, if you of get winning. it. winning. That's not of making fourth down, of winning the right. game. If, if you go for it on fourth down, your chances are better than 64. But that's in a vacuum, right. not knowing the circumstance, not knowing that this quarterback was having a rough night in his return. Maybe he was overamped. Maybe he's just trying too hard. Well, Maybe he's a little spent from but, all the emotion. But they also the don't know that the, prior to that kick, McManus was one for six on 60-plus yard field goals. Okay. So if we factor all that in, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to take my chance with Russ, and I would like to see Russ – because uh, a couple of times Russ ran himself into a sack. You don't always have to get wide. Sometimes you can step up in the pocket, but Russ on a couple of times, Skip, he went wide. He went to the side, and they forced him, and, and they did a great job of, of, of containing him. But Russ didn't have his best game. Hopefully that's – and it's just one game. Uh, Hackett didn't have his best game calling the game. No. Nope. And so hopefully, Skip, the jitters are out. There's no more Seattle. There's no more about going home and all this and all that stuff. And now we can play football. Because I can tell you this. If you make Geno Smith look like that, look at the other three quarterbacks. You got Mahomes, you got Herbert, and you got Derek Carr. And Geno Smith just went uh, 23-28. Yep. Geno Smith. We saw Mahomes go 30 or 39. Yep. So what the hell you think he's going to do? We just saw Herbert. Yep. What do you think they're going to do? You better fix it. Yep, I got it. By the way, Geno's, I, I was doing the Cooper Rush QBR, but it, it was 69 to 52 on QBR last night. Okay. So Geno pretty, Gino played pretty, pretty thoroughly pretty outplayed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, g- bully for Geno. How many times yeah. you think Geno Smith had a 69 QBR? I, I got to tell you, maybe, maybe <laughs> never. Because he, he was a disaster yes. with the Jets, obviously. Yes. And he, I, I was shocked he even won the job over Drew Locke. Yeah. Shannon, it may not be a, a glorious year for your Denver Broncos. I tell you what, you, it's not going to be a glorious year for your Dallas Cowboys. So it looks like we're going to be fighting for the bottom of the cellar. They weren't playing last night, Mike. They, they, they played the other night. It looked, yeah. looked bad. Huh. Looked bad. Yeah, well, we'll see. They, Are they you two going to prove the old adage – Misery loves yes, company. Yes, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> we can be bad as long as the Cowboys are worse. I don't know if Russ was just holding the party line last night, but he did say he did not think that the decision was wrong to kick that field goal. All right. Speaking of Skip's Cowboys, we got to move on to them because, ooh, there might be some changes afoot. What? Will they make a move for another quarterback to fill in for Dak Prescott? No. Plus, should we be at all surprised that Steph wanted a reunion with KD? That and much no. more from Skip and Shannon when we return. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, 
Who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Yesterday, Dak Prescott underwent surgery on that right thumb, and originally doctors thought he'd missed six to eight weeks. But some breaking news this morning that might put a smile on Skip's face. During his weekly radio interview just a few minutes ago, Jerry Jones said actually it might be closer to just three to four weeks that Dak misses now. Shannon, should Jerry go get another quarterback to replace Dak regardless? No, um, I think it's too late. I think the thing is, Skip, anytime you're in a situation like this, like Jerry is, he he's the president, he's the general manager, he's the owner, you look at every situation, okay, if we were to lose one of our key contributors, do we have adequate replacement at that position? Because this is what you factor in when you're building a team. Now, I can see, Skip, given Dak's history, the last three years, something says, okay, maybe we might need to get a little bit better adequate backup other than Cooper Rush. Now, if you like Cooper Rush, you stand pat with Cooper Rush. Now, this is not a Tom Brady situation. Mm. This is not a Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning went 14 years, never missed a snap. Tom Brady has gone basically every year since he had that knee injury and hadn't missed a snap, except, you know, he, he's winning, they're winning the game late in the season. He comes out of the ball game. But Dak Prescott, what have we seen, Skip? Mm. Okay, we saw the broken ankle. We saw the lat injury. We saw the calf. And so something is telling, okay, later in his career, he's starting to, the injuries are starting to come in with greater regularity. Is Cooper Rush enough? If Dak were to miss, not a week, but a month, six weeks, maybe even eight weeks, could Cooper Rush hold the fort down? If you believe he can, which I believe they do believe he can, because that's why they didn't go out in free agency and get anybody else, you're staying pat. Because the, the length of time that it would take somebody else to come in, yep. get up to speed with your system, mm-hmm. Dak probably is going to be back. Mm. And so for me, Skip, I'm standing pat. Um, Jimmy G would have been a nice option, but what do we know about the Cowboys? They don't like giving up draft compensation. Mm. They don't. First of all, they don't want to give up those picks, and they're not really trying to pay anybody. So I believe they're going to stay with they're going to stay with Cooper Rush. Considering the success that he did have last year, he went to Minnesota, he did win that game. And so they believe, and you said you like what you saw when he came in and mop-up duty on Sunday. So factor that in, he won a game last year. Mm-hmm. He played particularly well. I think Tampa was just like, okay, nothing cheap, nothing deep. I don't, I don't really, And they didn't really game plan for him because you don't anticipate the starting quarterback goes out. And that's why a lot of times the backup can come in and have success because you didn't game plan for him. So for me, Skip, I don't see it happening. Um, I I believe they're going to move forward with Cooper Rush, and I know they're saying, and that's the problem. Everybody's trying to rush the guy. Okay, Dak come back in there. But they make it seem like Dak was a world beater before he got hurt. Thank you. Agreed. In six years, what have we seen, Skip? Stock market up, down, up, down, up, down. We we haven't seen this. Mm -mm. (laughs) We've seen whoop. How high are the highs against good teams? Oh, Skip, we, we've seen him throw, like you said, we've seen him throw for 402, 403 last year. Mm-hmm. That was his best game of his life against Tom Brady at Tampa when nobody expected anything yeah. from him because he hadn't played a single snap 
even in a scrimmage through the preseason because of the oblique injury. And we just saw him throw for what? A buck 50? Yeah. A buck, a buck, a buck yeah. 60 something? Yeah. Against the same defense. <laughs> exactly. They went from leading the league in points and yards last year to three. They got three points. Oh. Way to go. And probably less than about, about 200 yards, 250 yards. Okay. My turn. Again, I'm lifelong diehard, so you can disqualify <laughs> me. I, I don't have any objectivity when it comes to this football team. But I'm here to tell you that all last year I campaigned for them to go get Cam Newton before the, the season started. And then at some points early in the season, go get Cam. If Cam's available, go get him. He's made to be a Dallas Cowboy because he has the mystique and the aura and the, the sort of playmaking um, uh, emotion to his game that, that I love. I'm, I'm a big Cam fan. Right. He's, he's only 33 years of age. Right. But at this moment, it feels like the league is just sort of passing. They've, they've moved along, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. God bless him. I, I, he, it was 2015. He won the MVP in this mm -hmm. league, and he came. He took him all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Von Miller happened. <laughs> okay. I still believe that last year he was the right answer to this question. Right. Then Cooper Rush happened on Halloween night at Minnesota on a Sunday night game, solo stage game. Cooper Rush, he was undrafted out of Central Michigan, but he had this going for him. He plays just like every preseason game because they're not going to play Dak. Right. And he's been in that system, if, if we lead up to this year, you, you realize he's been in this system for six years now. Right. There was a moment when he went to the Giants only because Jason Garrett, after he got fired and became the offensive coordinator of the Giants, said, I want him to come here. Right. I want him to be our backup quarterback. And I don't know exactly what happened, but it didn't quite work out. And they finally cut him in their final cut. Right. And he came right yeah. back to Dallas. And remember, once upon a time before Andy Dalton became available, remember Jerry paid Cooper Rush a nice piece right. of yeah. a coin mm -hmm. to be their backup quarterback. And then all of a sudden Andy Dalton shows up and it's like, oh, well, we, we got to get, go get Andy Dalton. Okay. Right. So what did I see from Cooper Rush at Minnesota? Man, I saw poise. I saw confidence. I saw fearlessness. I saw him go for, wait a second, is this possible? 24 of 40 for 325 yards mm -hmm. against Kirk Cousins at Minnesota. That night, Kirk threw for 184 with one touchdown. So he, he didn't do a whole lot. And by the way, if I look at my stat sheet here, would you believe that Justin Jefferson that night had two catches for 21 yards? Mm -hmm. Not sure that's going to happen again. Okay. <laughs> you, you hope it does, but it probably won't. It probably won't. Okay, J just to demonstrate, because a lot of our viewers probably have no real sense of who Cooper Rush is or was or what, what happened at Minneapolis, can I show you what he did in this game mm -hmm. in order? I'm going to give you his, his longest to shortest completions in order, not, not to the, the shortest, but these are all his bigger plays in the game. And it starts with a 73-yarder that went for a touchdown to Cedric Wilson. If we could start with that play, just to show you what he did. Okay, that's a pretty good throw. And obviously, he beat the corner, and then he just outran everybody to the goal line, and he's no longer a Dallas Cowboy. Right. And then we got Amari for 33, and it was it was close. You could argue it could have been picked, but it was, it was still where it should have been. And then here we go to Amari again for 29. And then guess who this is? Oh, that's that guy, 88, that Dak never seems to be able to find. And that went for 20. And here's a 19-yarder to C.D. Lamb. So maybe C.D. becomes more a part of the game plan this time. And then he comes back to Amari, and that's for 18. And then guess who again? He goes back to 88. And 
Okay. And, and at least that's for 17. And then he goes back to Amari for 15 more. And then he throws it to Zeke to, to end this up for 15 more yards. And it's just a little pop pass. And Zeke just plows through two Vikings. That, that's vintage Zeke right mm-hmm. there. Okay. I just showed you the best of. Right. And yet I, I look at the numbers here and – Man, it starts to look pretty good when I look at what the Dallas Cowboys did, their receivers, because Amari caught eight for 122. Obviously, he's a Cleveland Brown, but but CD caught six for 112. So so that will work. Right. Okay. Cooper Rush looked pretty good to me. Is he as good as Dak? Well, no. Although I, I must tell you, Jerry got all, and Jerry is the cockeyed optimist. <laughs> but I, I got to read you one Jerry quote from the other night. This is after the game when he was gushing about how much they believe in Cooper Rush because they don't have to change a thing for him. Obviously, let's do the hypothetical. If you brought in Cam today, right here, right yeah. now, well, what are you going to do? You've you got to sort of figure Tailor the offense to what he does really okay. well. And, and you got to do it on the fly right. with the Bengals coming. And by the way, somebody on this side of the table picked Tampa Bay to play Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. And my team, the Dallas Cowboys, have to deal with Tampa and now Cincinnati, who is, we're going to talk about this a little later, a seven-point favorite at Dallas uh-huh. on Sunday. Seven-point favorite. Okay, this, this is Jerry after the game, cockeyed optimist that he can be. And he's talking about Cooper Rush, and he says, candidly, we have to look at it And I don't see this on the horizon, but I'm going to use it as an example of how I felt when Tony Romo went down against Seattle. Remember in the preseason preseason game just before we started here in 2016. And Jerry goes on. And how I felt two and a half, three months later when you had to make a decision whether Tony was starting or Dak. So he's, whoa, he's whoa, dropping a little hint there. Come like, on, Skip. He says, I don't want to go this far, but, but you I, that far. I'm going to make an example here. What if we get to a point, maybe a couple of months down the line, that and you're having to say, wait a second, should, should we start Cooper Rush or Dak? Skip, you've been around this game far too long. You know you don't open that Pandora's box. Well, he did. You don't put that. He he opened it before it even got started. You don't need, Skip, you don't need to put that in the universe. No. You don't manifest that. You're asking asking for a problem. You're creating a problem that didn't even exist. Okay, so there was a reason Cooper Rush was undrafted, but there was also a reason Tom Brady fell to the sixth round. And I'm not saying Cooper Rush is Tom Brady. I'm just saying he has slowly but surely won me over. I think he's, like, legit. I okay. think he's an adequate backup. He's an adequate backup where, where you can actually win a couple of games right. with him if you're kind of lucky. You're right. going to have to get some good bounces. So he hit, as we it, we should show this, he, he hit with, with uh, very little time left on the clock. How much time was left here? 55 seconds left. He hit Amari with a five-yard pass. We can see this to win the game and beat Kirk Cousins 20-16. to 16. This is for this for the game. Well, it's a good throw. Yeah, it's, it's a great throw. It's kind of throw. a fade route. And, great throw. Yeah. Back okay. pylon, up over the okay. top. All right. And Amari went up and snatched it. Okay. And for once, Amari in a road game actually showed up. Yes. Right? Yes. My point is you, you can look at this two or three ways, but, but here's the point with Dak. I'm pretty sure if I know what this kind of surgery was – I think they put a little plate and a little screw in because that's usually how you have to mend that injury. Correct. Because you got a crack at the base of your thumb in the yes. bone, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, you help me out here. Uh, you need your thumb to grip the grip football. Grip the football, yeah. Okay? So it's not easy. So how good will Dak be when he comes? Let's, let's say Jerry's right. And I threw this out yesterday. They said it was a clean break. It was easily repairable. W- what if he comes back in a month? 
Well, will he immediately be able to grip and be accurate? No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of one. You ever heard of any four finger quarterbacks? No. It doesn't matter. It, it's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's physically impossible. You you cannot grip the ball with four fingers and no thumb. I, you just can't do it. I, I don't really know if you could play quarterback position with any missing fingers in, in, in on, the, fact, on your throwing hand. Little known fact, it, 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 to me, the thumb is the key one of the quote-unquote fingers, yeah. right? It, it's the key to Well, you can't even grip the football. I mean, what are you going to do, serve it like a, throw it like yeah. a waiter, like a shot put or something? Well, that's the only way you have to <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, but here's the thing, though, Skip. He said that he didn't think he'd have to make a decision two or three months when Tony Romo, are you saying that Cooper Rush could potentially be your starter? You drafted Dak, and so you said, okay, we stay with this decision because Dak is going to be our quarterback yeah. moving forward. Okay. Are you insinuating? That's what he was insinuating. And by the way, Dalton Schultz said after the game, Cooper has been slinging it since I got here. And that's a good term for what he does. He will go out and sling mm -hmm. it. And remember that woeful, what was it, when Dak got hurt, 20 20 season, mm -hmm. when when I, we had to endure, remember, B.A.D., Ben Anthony DiNucci. So we got Ben DiNucci, and then we got Garrett Gilbert. Right. He was reasonable. He, he had one good game against Pittsburgh where they sort of took him to the wire, and Pittsburgh got to 12-0 and 0 that right. day. Yeah. But the point is, this guy's different. He's 28 years of age. Mm -hmm. He's mature. He's an adult at quarterback. Mm -hmm. They trust him because he's fearless. He'll try the downfield throws yeah. where he's not trying to not lose the game. He's right. trying to go win the football right. game. He will make throws and he'll risk some throws that you have to risk if you're actually going to go win it. But if you think about it, think about what, you, what happened in those throws. You saw receivers stepping up. Okay, they they were. They were going and getting the football. Amari Cedric, just took it away from the DB. Cedric Wilson got the party he started did. with that 73-yarder. And then here come Amari, here come CD. Okay, what did you see Sunday? What receiver is going to step up? Now, Stephen Jones said something very interesting yesterday. He says uh, 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 CD is going to have to show that he's a number one. He, now, you've been speaking did. all obviously that he was a number one. There's no question he's a bona fide number one. We've cleared the decks. Now you're saying he needs to show you? Well, he should have already shown you that because you made a move that, sh that said he had shown you that. Now you said he needs to show you that. That is correct. I don't know, Skip. And what did we both conclude? And you co-signed on it yesterday. Somehow there's no connection between Dak and CD. Is. And I don't know what it is. And I didn't know what it was between Baker and Odell. But it just wasn't there for whatever reason. Dak had better connection with, with, with Noah Brown. He did. Sunday, he, had, he, he trusted Noah Brown. He, he seemed more comfortable right. going right to Noah Brown instead of double clutching, trying yeah. to throw it to CD on the slant. But here's the thing, Skip. Quarterbacks lose confidence in receivers too now. They do. And you drop a couple or you, you're not where you're supposed to be or where I need you to be. Yep. I, I can't be messing with you. Okay. I don't think Cooper Rush has any confidence problems with C.D. Lamb. No, no, I don't I, think so. I think Cooper Rush will fling it in right. C.D.'s direction or sling it in C.D.'s direction because he's just out there playing football. Right. And I like his mentality. I like his chances. I, I like the way the team responds. It just seemed like once he came in the game for Dak, after unfortunately Dak went out, there was new electricity to it. There was a little new urgency. To your point, maybe it's because Tampa's just backing off. Saying, right. Okay, yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah, want, yeah. you can have we whatever can you want underneath. Stuff. Okay, now I look at the schedule. We can do best case and we can do worst case. Here's my point to you, all right? Obviously, they're 0-1-1. Obviously, they're, they're destined to be 0-2 because <laughs> I – I don't I, think Joe Burrow is going to play I, as bad no, this Sunday as he played last and, Sunday. And by the way, I, 
I think they'll fix their long snapper situation. I don't know if he's still out they'll or not. They'll probably bring somebody but in. But that was a matter of all they have to do is kick one extra point or one chip-chop field goal, and the game is over, yes. and they beat Pittsburgh right. at Pittsburgh. And instead, both kicks got missed, and instead, finally, the Pittsburgh kicker nailed one. Or you could have taken a delay a game and let the clock run down so you have Pittsburgh have less yep. time than what they actually had. That was a theory. That was an ideal. Yep. Who, who cares now? Who but. cares now? Okay, so here's the point. Then they go to the Giants, and you say, boy, the Giants looked pretty good the other day, except Bullock had a 47-yard field goal right. to win the game after Tannehill had driven them from the, the 22 to the 30 on right. the other end. So Tannehill was making chunks of yeah. yards. Yes. So they had a shot to win the game, and they didn't win But it. Daniel Jones was still terrible. Okay, Daniel Jones was terrible. I'm going to make him beat me. I'm not going to let Saquon okay. run free. I was like, hey. Let's stop I, I, I'm here to tell you, I trust Cooper Rush more than I trust Daniel Jones. Oh, I so, do too. So I think we have a chance to win that game at Giants. Won't be easy. It's a Monday night game, but I think we have a chance. Then your man walk it to him, and the Washington Commanders Uh-oh. come to Dallas. I think we have a chance to win yes. that game. Well, they're crucial because if you can win those two right. to get to the two divisions. and two, at least you're afloat. You're well, two and zero oh in the division, yes, which are. is most important. Okay. Then you have to go to the Rams and go to the Eagles. I don't love chances even with Cooper Rush in either of those games. But then you come back and you get Detroit and Chicago at home. Even with Cooper Rush, I I think we got a great chance of winning those two games. So let's do worst-case scenario. Let's say Dak is out for eight weeks instead of just four weeks. Well, if you could go four and four, well, then your head is above water. The glass is still half full. You're still breathing, right? But here's the thing. What's the Eagles' record? You guys go 4-4. Four and four. What's the Eagles going to be? Okay, here's what I do, and I dare any Cowboy fan or Cowboy hater to look down the schedule. Then they have to go to Green Bay and go to Minnesota, and those are tough games to win, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I, I already had picked this. Down the stretch of the season, the, the back end of the schedule, it's Giants at home, Indy at home, Houston at home. You get three in a row, all winnable. Then at Jacksonville, Philly at home. Then you go to Tennessee and you go to Washington. But I'm saying my team could get on a roll and win out. That, that, that's, could win out. What are you doing on the Cowboys and win eight games okay. in a row? They've done it many times no, in history. No, no, no. Many, many, well, many the, times. The, the, yeah, only, so, you, only you remember that, winning. So I got – even with those two losses at Green Bay and at Minnesota, if Dak is back and back in the saddle, 11-5 and five is possible, and that could be wild card here we come. I'm going 10-7. Now, okay. I'm going to stay at 10 and 7. That's if you go 4 and 4. I think it's more realistic. You're probably 3 and 5, and you know Dak's going to lose some games that you should win because that's what he's done through his, throughout his career. He's always found a way to lose games that you thought and everybody mm-hmm. else thought they should win. So I don't see that. I don't see him getting away from that. And so. Mm. Ten and seven is the best case scenario. Well, what if they decide to ride with Cooper Robert Rush? What if they just decide we're just going to let him take us home? I want you to do that. Okay. I want well, you to we'll do see. that. We'll see. So you do realize yeah. Dak's going to be gone at the end of Once the season. Once upon a time, Jimmy Johnson said, "Steve Berline, I'm sticking with you, and we're going to roll right into the playoffs." And Troy Aikman was healthy again. Well, he they did. did that. Well, they did take Steve Walsh in the supplemental draft they in the did. first round. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so yep. that tells you yep. something. Yeah. Well, McCarthy's promising those roster moves sooner Man, rather than later, so we should find out. No decision. That's right around the corner here, guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little NBA. Steph Curry just told Rolling Stone in an interview that he was never hesitant about a potential reunion with KD. Curry says he would have welcomed Durant back after enjoying playing with him so much during KD's first stint in Golden State. Hmm. Shannon, 
are you surprised Steph Curry pushed for the Warriors to trade for Kevin Durant? I don't know if he pushed for it, but he said, hey, he would welcome it. Well, he uh, said, hell yeah. Yeah, but, but here's the thing, Skip. Yes. Steph Curry has two more rings than probably that, that he would have had had KD not gone there. He knows that KD makes his job a lot easier, and it greatly increases their chance. Now, they won last year. They're the first or second favorite this year. But if Kevin Durant was on Golden State for the next three years, they're going to be the favorite. No matter who, whether or not they lost in the finals or not, they're going to come back the following year and be the favorite to win again, to, to win the title in the, the upcoming season. KD and those Warriors, Skip, they were losing 13, 14 games a season. It wasn't, I mean, it, I mean it's, you're like, I mean, I, I mean, it was beautiful basketball, the way they moved the ball, the way they cut, everything. But that I mean, it wasn't no fun watching because you already know who's going to win. You, you put, no, they're, gonna lose, they're not going to lose 82 games. They'll probably be like 65, 17, 67, and, you know, 67 and 15, something like that. No. But I think, look, Steph isn't threatened by KD. KD, Steph knows he's the more accomplished player. Than Kevin Durant. He knows no matter what Kevin Durant accomplishes in Golden State, <laughs> it's my team, big dog. Mm. It's my team. Well, he does know that he, for sure. And and what as far as dub nation sees it, it's it's Steph, Steph, Steph. And, and how everybody else sees it. Yeah. We heard what Shaq, we heard what Charles Barker said. You you wasn't no, you you bus riding. Mm. That, that's Steph team. You went there, you joined them. Steph proved last year. I can win without you, KD. You have yet to show that you can win without me. But in that same article, he says, look, yeah, it'd have been nice if I can keep wigs and I can get KD and pool. But the one thing he always said, just like with LeBron, they're like, oh, I love to play with him too. But I like what I got. I like where he's always going to pay homage to what he has and what he's won, what he's accomplished with. And I'm not so sure he's willing to give that up. He knows that if we get KD, we're probably going to be without Poole. We're probably going to lose a lot of these young guys. Probably going to lose Wiggs also. Mm -hmm. And I think he's built a bond with those guys that he doesn't necessarily want to break. Like I said, he don't want to step on toes, Skip, mm -hmm. because the worst thing that you could do, Skip, is like, yeah, yeah, ooh, I would love to have that guy. And then all of a sudden, we don't get that guy. And then everybody looking at you like this here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you wanted him, huh? Yep. Oh, you, we weren't good enough. We, won, you, we helped win your title, but now you want to jettison us. So he's very, very mindful of saying, yeah, I would love to play with KD. He's a historically, he's an all-time great player. I had so much fun playing with him. But I'm cool with what I got. Mm. Okay, I hear everything you just said, but I don't buy everything you just said. <laughs> I'm going to first make a positive point before I go extremely negative on this. But the positive point is I did love what Steph said about KD as a person, mm -hmm. that he talked at length about him as a person. He said, from our history in those three years together, I think KD's a really good dude. Right. And you don't hear many people say this, but he's speaking from his heart right. on this one because he, he says, I, I think he's really misunderstood. I, I think he's had certain things happen in his life that hurt his ability to trust people around him in a, in a sense of making him feel safe at all times. So all of those things I understand having played with him and got to know him, I love that dude. Okay, I love that quote because that is heartfelt, raw, real emotion mm -hmm. about a guy that you went to battle with right. and you won two rings with. All right, that's the good side of this. <laughs> the bad side of it for me is you, you have elevated 
Stephen Curry into top 10 all-time status. Top 10, top yes. Top 10 absolutely, all-time. Absolutely, absolutely. And once again, he has disqualified himself by saying, yeah, I, I, I want to ring without him. And boy, I would love to have him back. Yeah. You would? Yeah, stack number chips. Wait, wait, wait a second. Just a second. You basically crawled all the way across no, the country man, on July the 3rd, back of 2016. You crawled. You crawled. You, you led a contingent all the way across, halfway out on Long Island. He hitched the ride. They was already going that way. Kiss Steph said, I'll go along with you. He was the perpetrator of that movement. <laughs> he, was. he was. He was the leader. And he got down on bended knee oh, and said, goodness. would you please come and save us? Because you told me that Draymond Green, of all warriors, the tough guy. He fled into the parking lot, yeah. according to Shannon Sharp, in tears. Mm -hmm. Cell phone. So it's all in his ear. Yeah, all in his ear. KD, you got to come and save us. You got to come and save us, please. Because they had just blown a three games to one lead to LeBron and Kyrie and company. And Steph Curry had come up even smaller than he is in those three games, especially the two at Oracle, because they had game five and seven at home. Yes. In game seven, Steph Curry all-time stunk it up. And even Draymond and Clay had to be saying to each other, my God, we got to go get somebody who can lead us back to the promised land. And they went and got the man who, as you correctly pointed out, helped Steph Curry and all the rest win two more rings mm -hmm. because he, LeBron was coming back because he was still in the East, still at Cleveland, and he was coming back to the finals two more times, yeah. and they could just see it happening. They, yeah. they could see what history was going to bring to them. They, they probably would have swept Golden State with Kyrie. With the, way Kyrie the way Kyrie had all of a sudden turned the, the player that he had turned into yep. without Kevin Durant, okay, they're, not beating, they're not beating Cleveland. So KD went and – Helped Steph win two rings, and and he cost LeBron two potential rings. He did. He did. Mm -hmm. It, it he was did. a difference. It was nuclear. The mm -hmm. difference he yeah. made. And then he realized, to your point, he woke up one day and said, I'm never going to be the man here because he was homegrown. They drafted him. They stole him in the draft. Yeah. And he is the baby-faced assassin. Right. And he is far more lovable than I am because I'm always picking fights with o somebody. Oh, Twitter, right? yeah. Yeah. And I'm always the grumpy older man, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. so that's. I don't even know if Steph responds on Twitter. No, I know he has a Twitter account, but I don't even know no. if he responds to anybody. He, he once took a shot at me on Twitter. He did after they won in 2015, I oh. believe it was. He took a shot, but whatever. The point is that how, as a top 10 player, could you then, after you went by yourself and led a team as you finally broke through and won your first Finals MVP? How could you publicly admit, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I push for us to go get Kevin and reacquire him. He's a good dude. Well, that all sounds good, but it doesn't help your legacy. It's a legacy crusher because you're saying, well, I, I can't really win another one without him. He I did need it. him to come. He already did it. Yeah, we did it because Boston self-destructed the team <laughs> you picked to win the finals, shot itself multiple times right in the foot. But he said, on the prospects of acquiring KD, if anybody's saying that you wouldn't entertain that conversation, no disrespect to anybody on our team, but you don't know how things work. Skip, they entertained it. Okay, but he's publicly acknowledging. Yes. He's gushing about I told you. Whew. I told you. But it came down to I don't believe Bob Myers was willing to part with everything that and, – and maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, uh, they said nah. Even if you give us Poole, even if you give us Wiseman, and you give us Kaminga and Moody in okay. those three picks, that's still not enough. Maybe they said after it was all said and done, maybe Brooklyn said no. Mm. 
Maybe Bob Meyer says, no, I'm not willing to go there. But, Skip, you got to entertain it. Okay, what if Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinsdorf had gone to Michael Jordan when he was like 30 years of age and said, hey, we can get Larry Bird. You want him? What do you think he'd say? He's going to say, yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Hell no. Let me ask you a question. If they say, you know what, hey, hey, uh, hey uh, Tom, we can acquire uh, Jordan, Justin Jefferson. Oh, we can well, get Chase. Okay. Why, why not? Why not? You the gold quarterback. Yeah. Why you need a receiver like that when you got Godwin, when you got Mike Evans? Why would you need Cooper? Because you won your first six Super Bowls with a, with three guys from Dorchester, with a bunch of Edelmans and Amendola. And he, you did it six times. He said, six times. And, and, you won with virtually nothing. Belichick's, you're seeing him get exposed right before your very eyes right now. And Steph now. Curry said, I won my first title without him. Mm. He joined me to get a title. Mm. He, he joined not, me to get a title. He joined me to get a title. No, he came to save you after you shrank. Skip, no matter what, if you come join me, I'm always going to be viewed upon because they're going to look at me as that I took you in. Mm. That's how they're going to look at it. And, that's, and what did they say? KD joined Steph. Even though he did go help recruit him, he joined him. Steph didn't go to him. Okay, but this would be trading for Kevin Durant. So you would have to initiate the move. It would be your choice to go get Kevin. Would he co-sign? I don't know. I assume he would. I, I have no idea. Maybe, yeah. maybe he'd say, I have enough of those guys. Maybe he would veto the trade for all I know. I, I have no idea. Well, well the, the pro and plus the problem, okay, we had him for three years, gave him everything. Put, let the family fly on the plane. We did everything we possibly could. In three years, we're unhappy. Okay, we get all get rid of all these guys, and most of them are no more than 24 years of age. That is correct. What happens if he's unhappy in two years again? Then what do we do? Okay, but what if you got two more rings to show for it? Is it worth it? Hell yeah. They say, guess what? We got a ring without him. Who hmm. says we can't get two more without him? Huh. Well, that was thanks to LeBron <laughs> crumbling in whoa, game four. Whoa, 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 whoa. LeBron had them dead whoa, to whoa, whoa, rights. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's up two games to one with game four in his house. I know a guy that was up three to one. Huh. I know a guy that was up three one. Hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and blew I know, that. I know two to one, and I know LeBron played the best three games of his career in a row because he did not have Kevin Love, and then he lost Kyrie in yeah. game one in overtime. Yeah. And he had them dead to rights Stop because it, they weren't the Warriors how many, yet, and they how, didn't have Kevin. They weren't. Skip, uh, you do realize, they, like, like they Steph, didn't know who they were. They Steph Curry was the MVP. Were. Steph Curry was the MVP. No, Andre Iguodala was the MVP. Uh, oh, the regular mm, season. I got it. I got it. But then in those first three games, he shrank again, right on schedule. Oh, it was goodness. his first final. Well, go look at his numbers. Go look at what he shot from. Three I'm just trying to figure. I'm just trying to figure out how do you blame Steph Curry for blowing a three-one lead. But you never place any blame on Kevin Durant for blowing same said 3-1 lead. He did that. Okay, one was in the finals, one was in the conference finals. So guess what? The guy wouldn't even been in the finals if your guy would have did what he was supposed okay. to do. And one guy was stuck with Russell Westbrook, just the way LeBron, as we speak, is stuck with Russ. But that's not what you said. You keep saying LeBron James couldn't even make the play-in tournament mm. with Russ. Now, all of a sudden, you give Kevin Durant a pass because he was playing with Russ. Mm. And LeBron James is playing with a less athletic Russell Westbrook mm. than what Kevin Durant had. Well, I thought but you told me LeBron's better than KD. Right? That's not what you told me. So you think LeBron James would have – how many times have LeBron James ever blown a 3-1 lead? Mm. I know he come back from 3-1. Mm. I know he's gotten swept a bunch of times. I know a guy – whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. I know a guy that just got swept a couple of months ago. Mm. And he got – it hurt him so bad the man went and demanded a trade. Mm. Ask him, do you want him or me?
same guy that do you Steph want Curry him? said, or do you want me? Well, we, we could have him. Let's go get him. Wow, interesting. But then Steph swam deeper and deeper into deep water. And, and then he had to walk it all the way back. He said, hey, if we want to run this thing back, I've got complete confidence in my team that we can win it again yeah. as constructed. Yes, because I believe he started it. to realize, wait a second, I'm sending a message to all those young guys that we'd have to trade all of them to get Kevin Durant. Hey. And, and he's saying, hell yeah, let's get Man it. got swept so bad. LeBron uh-huh. James got swept and never demanded a trade. Mm. Never demanded a trade. No matter how bad things got, mm. he ne- never demanded a trade. Your guy got swept and we- we played the beautiful ones. Mm. Ask Joe side, do you want him or do you want me? Mm. <laughs> what happened, Skip? Well, Kyrie. The man demanded a trade. Kyrie had Not Kyrie. trade. Dude, I don't want to hear nothing about, I don't want to hear nothing about Kyrie. Just the way Kyrie said, I want no more of this LeBron stuff. See? Because all he wants to do is stat pad. But, but, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, you see what you did? Now, when Kyrie said he didn't want it anymore, you, you didn't blame Kyrie. You said, Kyrie, that was well with it. Now, Kevin Durant asked for a trade. You blame Kyrie. Huh. Well, as we speak, Kevin Durant is still a Brooklyn net, and so is Kyrie. And it didn't I, have no choice. I think they might be the favorites to win it all. He tried to strong. How you strong arm a billionaire? Huh. He's trying to twist the man arm, twist the man arm behind his back. Say, get me up out of here. He, Joe Sy wrestled up out of that thing and said, get over there in the corner. You playing here. You ain't going nowhere. Okay. Well, he's still the best player on the planet. I don't care. He's the best player. He's the best player on the planet in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh-huh. He ain't the best player on the planet somewhere else. Like he thought, All tried I to strong arm people. Steph Curry needs help. And guess what? Moon walked his way right on back. Mm. We have decided to fix our differences, and I'm going to stay in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10. All that commotion. He done tore up the house. Yeah. How you going to tear up your own house and got to stay in the very house that you done wrecked the kitchen, wrecked the living room, the bathroom, and now you got to fix it up and stay right there in that house? Shannon, your all-time top 10 player just disqualified. My himself. top 10 player is still there. No. He the most he the more accomplished of the Kev, uh, he more accomplished than Kevin Durant. No, Kevin saved his career. Four t- four four chips to two, two MVPs to yeah. one. Yeah. And one big three to one. I gotta collapse. jump in here, guys. Got, got gotta one, interrupt. And got swept. I can't wait for that Brooklyn Warriors game. That's gonna be epic. All right, stay tuned because we have got a topic you cannot miss coming up. We're gonna break down the latest Cowboys Buccaneers Twitter beef. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com. Dot com slash undisputed pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back to Undisputed here on FS1. We were hoping to have Micah Parsons' 11 from Heaven on our show with us today, but apparently that's not the case. Skip, what's going on? Shannon Sharp, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. What I do know is that originally Micah Parsons badly wanted to join you and me mm-hmm. on Undisputed every Tuesday during football season. So we had equipment installed in Micah's home in the Dallas area. And when we made the big grand announcement, he immediately tweeted about how excited he was to join us. Great. Then yesterday came, and all day yesterday, we could not reach Micah. Then as we got into the evening, we couldn't even reach any of his people. So it led us to believe, well, maybe he was just crushed by the opening night loss, which is highly possible. We are still extremely hopeful that he will join us next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on this issue? Well, I, I, I was looking forward to him joining also. Um, he is a phenomenal player, and to get his insight on what transpired in the Sunday before uh, would, have been, would have been great for us. But um, maybe he wants to focus on football. Maybe the, the loss was more crushing to him than he, than he thought it would be. I know it's kind of difficult, Skip, when you lose a ball game, especially. I know he thought they was going to be special this year, and he'd mentioned about it, and they still could be special. Um, but I'm hopeful that after a couple of weeks of them getting back to winning, that he would uh, join us at some point in time during the season, even if for a couple of, even if it's not every single week, Skip, maybe for a couple of weeks uh, would, be, would be beneficial to us. Um, But I really can't say with any certainty why he chose uh, after, you know, we went through the, well, not us, FS1 Fox, put the installed equipment in his house and and just go radio silent. Just say, guys, look, at this point in time, I just want to focus on football. And and, um, I'm sorry to have led you guys on, but right now, football is the most important thing. And uh, I'm not going to be able to do it right now. Not to say that down the road that might not be a possibility, but right now I just want to focus on the game of football and just leave it at that. But I just think it's uh, I, I think you should handle it with a little bit more with a little bit more class than just go radio silent yeah. and just avoid Fox no, when they're I, trying to get in touch no, with you. I, I got it, but still hopeful that we will have him yes. next Tuesday. And I look back at how he performed on Sunday night, he was spectacular. Yeah. He got Brady twice and saved them twice from touchdowns, mm-hmm. forced field goals, one missed, one made. And yet in the end, after the game, he got into a little bit of a Twitter beef with Leonard Fournette over a chip block <laughs> that we are about to debate. So, Jen, why don't you take it back and set up this little Twitter spat that he got into with several people, including Leonard Fournette. Yes, indeed. Let's explain for the viewers so they know exactly what you guys are talking about. So, Micah Parsons responded on Twitter to a video of him getting chip blocked by Leonard Fournette, as you said, Skip. Micah said, quote, now go watch the tape and see what happened when it was me and him one-on-one. Fournette responded. He wasn't silent. He sent a crying Jordan meme. All right, Shannon, you start. Does Micah have a point here when you look at the film? No, um, that's a part of it. Uh, you're starting to percolate. You had gotten Brady twice, and that's what good teams do. Um, they send the chip block in, and he did a great job. Obviously, you're oblivious to that. Uh, Micah was oblivious to Leonard Fournette. 
as he goes, like I said, Skip, that's one thing. As you get older in this league, you understand, hold on, that's not an empty backfield. That's an offset back. There's a chance he could flare to my side, but there's also a possibility he can chip me. Mm-hmm. So he'll be better. He'll chip is almost like a euphemism <laughs> for blast, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And I was very fortunate, Skip. I, I was fortunate. In my, in my 14 years, I played with two of the best left tackles in all of football. Mm. Gary Zimmerman, who was a two-time all-decade tackle in the 80s and the 90s, and Jonathan Ogden. Zim was a lot different than jail. Zim did not want me to chip. He said, because I'm set in a certain way, and you're going to knock him off me. Yeah. He would always ask me, he's like, Sharpie, if you, how hard are you going to hit him? How about just give him a hand that way? But don't hit him. Just put a hand out, and then you can go. J.O., blast him. Do what you want to do, and I'll recover either way. But in this situation, that was in Baltimore. That was in Baltimore. Yeah. But in this situation, yeah, hey, Micah is looking at this tiger like, boy, I'm going to eat you up. I'm going to eat. Oh, what happened? Blindside. It's not like a skip. It's not like a crack because if it's a crack motion, the other one of your defenders watch the crack. You gotta alert me because if I get cracked and you didn't alert me, As I'm gonna bu- crack back. Crack block. back. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna hit you in your face. Yep. But this is not an illegal block. They've got to show you. They got to slow you down, Micah. It's an ultimate sign of respect that they go through these ultimate, measures ultimate. to slow you down. Yes. And guess, Micah, there is no running back past or present that would ever be able to pass pro you. So you saying Leonard Fournette going one-on-one, no. Tackles have a hard time blocking you, and they get paid $20 million. You think a running back is going to be able to block you? Take it as the ultimate sign of respect. Take it as the ultimate compliment that they went through this measure because you were starting to percolate, and you becoming very disruptive. You were about to take over this game, and they didn't want you to take over the game. Mm. Trust me, all the greats have gotten chipped. From LT to Reggie to Bruce Smith, because a lot of them, I chipped their ass on the way out. So, so I'm just telling you, Micah, you gotten that level of respect. Yep. That's where you that's where you are now, bro. You're gonna be, and, and as you get, as you go further and further, you will be able to diagnose this. And what you'll do is that when you see it coming, you will disengage from that tackle and unload on that back. Mm. And then he'll be skeptical of you. Chipping you again. Yeah, and trust me, before the Cowboys' first Super Bowl in the 1990s against Buffalo out here in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, all North Turner was worried about was Bruce Smith. Bruce. He, he said the whole game's going to come down to can we, can we get him with two because Daryl Johnston, Moose Johnston, his, his really sole goal in the game was to chip block, to yeah. help out whichever tackle. It was going to be probably Mark Tuna, yeah. w- was going to try to deal with Bruce Smith, mm-hmm. and they did a pretty good job. So I got you on all the above. <laughs> but I also do agree with what Von Miller tweeted when he got embroiled in this controversy. He said, this block must be taken out of the game. This is the future, and we are just letting the offense tee off on our marquee pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do agree because there is a rule that at the line of scrimmage, two can engage right. with one, right? Well, as long as you're below the waist, Skip, you can't yeah, hit so it because that's the chop. You can't go low. Yes, you can't that's the Jay Ball, yes. the J- Jerry Ball okay. rule. So if one is engaged, the other one can't go right. low, low because you're, you're defenseless. You're exposed, correct, you're correct. Exposed. Yes. Okay, so this takes on the connotation of that. If you're engaged with the tackle, man, Micah took a shot because <laughs> the, the truth is, 
<laughs> I know. think playoff Lenny weighs just about as much as Micah does. Absolutely. He's right in the same ballpark. Right. And Micah tweeted about that. He's a huge human. He, he said he weighs 260, which would be more than Micah right. weighs. I don't think he still weighs 260. Right. That's what he reportedly reported to camp. Skip, what, what, because, Skip, I'm not expecting it. No. See, it, it's, it's, it's not the leaks. Skip, if I, if I catch a pass and I see you, okay, I can brace for the hit. Skip, I'm engaged. And all of a sudden, I disappear. Where did that leak come from? Yeah. That's why you're, you're fully focused yes, on getting I, I, to Tom Brady. Oh, I got him set up. Yeah. Oh, he's playing for this. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Leonard Fournette comes and cracks me in the and, ribs. But, but remember, Donovan Smith had gone with the hyperextended elbow. Yes. And so all of a sudden, Josh Wells, the backup tackles in and... He's already he's, he's already beating for a sack. Yeah. He's licking his chops. Yes. I got him, and he's going to bull rush him this time. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, and, and just comes out of nowhere, and you get hit by a man at least as big as you are. Who, who absolutely knocks you out of your cleats. Yes. He cleats you yes. and knocks you back and into the wash. And the thing is, with now, Skip, it's because social media. So it's there for perpetuity. Right. But, Micah, I can assure you, you go back, every great player, no matter offense or defense, has had one of these moments. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, running backs, wide receiver, everybody has then had a moment in which somebody else has made them like, Damn. And they guess what? They get in the meeting room. Now, they gonna, your guys going to hang this over your head. They're going to run it back. Hey, Michael, what happened on this play? But it's a part of the game. If you play long enough, oh, they're going to get you. Somebody's going to get you. They got you. Yeah, uh, uh, Beacock's got me on a, on a blind uh, interception. Oh, I'm going to tee off. I'm going to tee off. I think Victor Green picked it off. I'm going to tee off on him, Skip. And he came. Skip, when he hit me, my legs are up in the air. I said, it wasn't nobody but that mofo Beacock. Mm. He's like, how you know it was me? I said, because you're the only dirty mofo out here mm. that would do something like that. But, yeah, they're going to get you, Skip. I've been got. I've got me a lot of them, too. Okay, but I believe Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, and he's off to a rip-roaring start. Yeah. And his pride has gotten high enough yes. with the ridicule of this on social, yes. the, the shame of this. Mm -hmm. He felt shame. I'm going to fire back. Yeah. And this could have had something to do with why he wasn't able to join us. It's yeah. even possible somebody from the Cowboys hierarchy, right. see Jerry Stevens, somebody yeah. said, hey, Steer clear of this tomorrow. Right. Don't don't right. re-engage. Right. Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't even look because I understand having played the game for 14 years, Skip. I understand this is a part of the game. I wasn't going to even mention it. I don't. I don't care. That's a part of the game. It shows me that you're percolating, and they know you're about to take this game over because we've seen a Von Miller, we've seen Aaron Donald, we've seen great players. We saw what Khalil Mack did on Sunday. He got he three did. sacks. These guys can take the. If you can't block them. You better get him under control. He's starting to be that guy, Skip. If you can't control him, you can't control their defense. He will take the game over. And that's kudos for a guy that's only in his second year that he has this kind of respect from the opposing team, it the is. opposing OC. Yep. Like, hey, we got to do something. We got to get this guy under control. Gotcha. Hope to see you next Tuesday, Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven. They don't do this to average players, Micah. No. I'm telling you, they're not chipping everybody. Trust me. Fingers crossed we see Micah next Tuesday. By the way, guys, that Leonard Fournette tweet with Jordan crying, 110,000 likes. <laughs> All right, moving on, still to come this morning. Did Shannon's Broncos make the wrong move signing Russell Westbrook? Uh -oh. I don't know, it worked out okay for the last veteran QB they signed. That's coming up when we return. With a minute left last night, the Broncos let the clock run all the way down to 20 seconds before calling a timeout. 
they decided to kick a field goal on fourth and five from the 46 instead of letting Russ cook and giving the ball back to their quarterback. The Broncos would end up losing on the missed kick. Shannon, is Russ worth the $243 million your Broncos gave him? Yes. Um, Russ did not have his best game last night, um, but he's a huge upgrade um, over what they've had since Peyton Manning retired in 2016, Skip. Uh, I still believe Russ has plenty to play. And here are some of the quarterbacks that since Peyton retired. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Brandon Allen, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippon, Teddy Bridgewater. Russ is better than all those guys. And you look at what's in the division. Patrick Mahomes ain't going nowhere for another 10 years. Justin Herbert's not going anywhere for another 10 years. Derek Carr's probably going to be there for another 5 to 10 years. Skip, you got to have somebody to compete. No playoffs. They've been, I mean, look, Bronco country, we're accustomed to winning. Yep. And that's not what, it wasn't even close. And it was, it's, it's no fun watching when you're too, when you know your team is not going to win. I believe Russ gives them the best chance to compete for a division title and to make the playoffs. Without him, you have no chance. Now, I know last night, notwithstanding, wasn't, I mean, yeah, you look at the numbers. If you didn't watch the game, you're like, well, damn, Russ only missed 11 throws. He had 340 yards. He had a touchdown. Yeah, I, I get all that. But it wasn't good enough. And I believe he'll be better moving forward. But I do believe the Broncos made the right decision. That was the best decision. And you're not going very far without one of these top quarterbacks. And I believe Russ is one of those top quarterbacks. Is he the top? No, he's not. For me, he's not Mahomes and these other guys. But, Skip, I believe you can make the playoffs with him. And if the things go right, you can win in the playoffs with him. But he was absolutely worth what they gave up to get him because they got no chance without him. All I know is he'd better be better than he was last night when he was dinking and dunking all over Seattle, it felt like, because 12 of his targets went to Javante Williams, his running backs, which doubled the next number of targets, six which went to the tight end, mm-hmm. and the, the two wideouts got, got seven targets, uh, but, but, but it was on catches. The tight end was ahead of the two because they only got four balls well, apiece. Correct. Okay. I, I didn't see much. I'm going to throw it down the field. And when he did throw it down the field I was screaming to, at you. to Judy, it was a terrible underthrow that Judy turned into a touchdown. But, Skip, you see how they start the game? I mean, what the hell with all these boots? Boots don't threaten the defense. Boots don't score points. Stop with all these boots. That's why you got Russ to push the ball down the field. You got Cortland Corton, Corton, uh, Sutton, who's a former Pro Bowl player. You took Jerry Judy in the first round just three years ago. Push the ball down the field. Yep. Stop all that shore fishing. Get out that deep sea fish. <sighs> okay, I'm going to remind you, last year in Seattle, and it wasn't all his fault, but Russell Wilson went 6-8 and eight in the games that he started. 6-8, mm-hmm. and eight, and obviously they weren't very good, and he had a career-low QBR. And you can make the case that he was starting to hit the, the later career wall. Mm-hmm. You can make the case that with his celebrity wife and his children, he's starting to segue in, into to sort of off the field more than on the Doing field. Doing what? what? Is he going to do TV? I mean, what is he segueing in? He's going to be in movies? He's going to be in television? I mean, what is he segueing into? he's got his hand in all of the above. And I don't know if football is his passion and focus quite the way it was when he first had to make his way in this league as a third-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. 
The point is that there was a great quote in there. I don't know if it was great, but it was sort of stunning quote in The Athletic uh, in a Mike Sando piece from an anonymous NFL executive and said, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's going to be intriguing to see how Denver deals with how high maintenance that Russ is because he is high maintenance because he brings his entourage, family and and friends on the road. You need many extra hotel rooms on the road and he needs an office at the facility. Well, I'm I'm with you on your big picture point. What, whatever all that is, you, you just have to try it. Yeah. You, you have to plunge yeah. on it and yeah. accept it. And you have to say, well, do we want to go forward with Drew Locke or do we want to give two firsts and two seconds and give away Drew Locke and, and give away Noah Fant, who's pretty good, mm-hmm. and Shelby Harris, who started defensive end last night for Seattle. Seattle. So you, you gave away three potential starters, although Geno beat out Drew Locke, obviously, and two firsts and two seconds. And then you got to turn around and pay Russ – not not top right. tier money, but, right. but somewhere maybe. Somewhere I mean, it's still going to be top ten money, sure. even when Lamar if, when Lamar comes up, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Yeah, do contracts after this season, Skip? Okay, I got it. But in the in the big picture, I, boy, I think Lamar Jackson looked at Russ's deal and said, "Thanks a lot, guy. You know, like like you're killing me over there because." Right. You, you gave them kind of a little bit of a discount right, here right. because you're later in your career, but you just want to play it out and get your five years. A lot of guys don't think because, Skip, a lot of times what the guys would do is that, okay, I've got to look down the road. I remember talking to Von Miller, and he says, well, if I accept this deal, this is going to impact Khalil. This is going to impact the next guy. But these quarterbacks are like, hey, let me get my money. Hey, I worry about something. Y'all worry about that. And it kind of started with the Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes took far less than market value. Very team-friendly. And so yeah. now these teams are like, nah, hey, you see what Patrick Mahomes did? You see what Russell Wilson did? You yep. see what Kyler Murray did? Yep. I don't know if Justin Herbert, I don't know if Joe Burrow. Now, Mike Brown is cheap. <laughs> Joe Burrow can e- easily end up playing somewhere because you know how cheap Cincinnati is. Yep. So uh, all they did was play in the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl last year. And he might say, well, I got $25 million for you, Joe. That's all I got for you. But Skip. You've got to try it. Okay. I, you've got to. Okay. I, I, I buy that. But my gut, gut feeling is right now that Russ won't be able to live up to what you want him to be. Well, I, I'm up. just not sure he's, he's capable of that at this stage. You don't think he can get him to the playoffs? Well, to the playoffs, yeah. I'll give you that. Although I didn't pick him to be in the playoffs this year. But let me ask you a question: Do you believe this roster is talented enough to win a Super Bowl? When you look at all the, when you look at the teams that we say could get to and win a Super Bowl, are the Broncos close to that? Yep, they are. I don't think so. No, they're they're in the ballpark. No, I don't think so, Skip. You saw that defense last night. Okay, where, where's your really your difference maker? Maybe the I get fixated on Patrick Sertan, and I yeah. wanted him so bad. I think you got yeah. him. Yeah. So you got that. I, and he go, he's going to be a good player. Uh, Bradley Chubb showed some flashes. He but, did. But, Skip, you need a, a Don or Aaron Donald or yep. T.J. Watt or, or, or a Vaughn Miller. You see, Vaughn, you know, Vaughn just needed to be in a situation. Vaughn needed to be out of Denver. He was nicked up, but he wasn't going to be able to be Vaughn Miller because they were always going to be behind. It's hard to rush the quarterback when you're behind. Now, you watch him this year with Buffalo. When they play with the lead, Watch how he gets after the quarterback. Aaron Donald, team plays with a lead. He can go hunting. I think you have to do it. And I get all that stuff. I, I don't really like all that other stuff. All these hotels, all these entourages. I'm all about the player. Okay, you on the team? You the team doctor? Okay, you team this, team that? Okay, I'm all with that. But if that's what if that's what Russ needs, if he needs his wife and kids and security and all that, Skip, to be his best, 
Okay, let's give it a shot. But, but, if that ish don't pay off, mm -hmm. we shutting that down. We are shutting that down. Then you're going to have a big problem. Well, we're going to have a big problem. It might be a quiet problem because he's not one to go that public with this, but, but he was making it tough on those people in Seattle. Because, Skip, we, I, whoa, why, why you got, I mean, the thing that I, I look, we understood that, that John got privileges that a lot of us didn't get. TD got privileges. I got some privileges. We understand that. But not outwardly. Man, you getting five rooms, six rooms on the whole, you got an office and you got, whoa, whoa, hold up now. Come on, bro. We, 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 we together now. We understand, but don't just be in my face with it. Just don't throw it up in my face how much more important you is because I'm going to have a problem with that, but you better pay it off. Okay, I hear you, but I really like your top three receivers, and I know you lost a really good one, but you still have three really good yes. ones. And you're running back, and, and I know you said he's got to be the guy. Yes. But, but he is the guy. Uh, yeah, he, Every time I watch him, I, I grow more impressed by good. the snap. If I got wide receivers, and if all I'm running is boots, and I'm throwing it to the tight end I in the flat, with that. and I'm checking the ball down to the, to the running back, what good is that receiver? It was no good last night exactly. because they were like no shows, and it wasn't their fault. And then you went to the third, late in the third and the fourth quarter to try to get them the ball. What happened in the first? The first half. Get them the ball. Even down the stretch, he wasn't trying to get them. But, Skip, you got to. You, 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 you okay, got to. Okay, I buy to. that. But I'm just not sure. I, in fact, my gut tells me it will not pay off big Skip. in Denver. Skip, Denver roster isn't as talented as Kansas City. Their roster isn't talented as San Diego's. No. Excuse me, San Diego's. Yeah, L.A. Chargers. They're not roster. When you look, look at it, look at, look at what they got offensively in, 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 uh, in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, just you got one guy for sure. You, you got the best receiver in football. Uh, Hunter Renfro's called over Hunter Ball. Yeah, you got Darren Waller. I know. He, he's, one of, he's one of the three, three or four best tight ends. I mean, you look at, him, you look at uh, Kelsey and Kittle and the big kid in uh, uh, Baltimore, Andrews, Waller. They're right there together. Yep. But no, Skip. I mean, I don't think – I still think they need pieces. But in order to compete in AFC West, you got to get a quarterback. And without him, Skip, you, that's – that's why Mahomes been running away with the division. He's true. been the best quarterback. Okay. So you plunged. Yeah. And it might be a dry well. Babe, maybe. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> damn if you do it, damn if you don't. Yeah, I agree. But we could all this could have been forgot. Damn. We had a chance to get Josh Allen. True. That would have done it. <laughs> yeah. But you, you had well, to get Shan somebody to coach him up. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Next up for your Broncos, the Texans. They oh, let a 17-point fourth oh. quarter lead slip away Sunday. They tied with the Colts. We got Maybe them. Maybe you get right game. One and one. We, we one and one. Y'all and two, one and one. All right. <laughs> what about the Cowboys? Let me get you yeah, to look at that one up next. Will they still be in the playoff hunt when Dak Prescott returns? Oh, we'll jump into that debate when we return. Earlier this morning, Jerry Jones with a little good news. The Cowboys now expect Dak to miss only three to four games instead of the six to eight games they originally predicted. He underwent thumb surgery yesterday, and that puts his expected return around week 10 versus the Packers in Green Bay. Shannon, if Dak does not return until then, what will the Cowboys' record be at that point? I'm going to go three and five. Um Skip, even if, you know, Jerry's saying now and you talking to earlier that he might come back 
what they're not going to put him on IR, which means he can come in, come back inside of the four weeks that he would have to miss if he was on IR. You're assuming that he comes back and he picks right up where he left off. Well, if he does that, it wasn't very good. Do you remember what you saw Sunday, Jerry? You make it seem like the man threw for like seven touchdowns. And, and now he, you put a plate and a screw yes, in his thumb? And he's just going to come back and grip the ball? And then what if he takes the ball from – I mean, it's one thing in shotgun, but if you take the ball from under center and that – so there's a lot that's going to go into this. And then, Skip, you're going to have to put, probably put something on this so it protects that, that uh, a pad or something. And then so how, how much does it affect his grip and the way he throws the football? But for me, all that being aside, and I, they got some of the best doctors and the, they, they'll find a way. Bengals at home, I'm going to say they lose that. They're at the Giants on a Monday night. That's Daniel Jones. They should win that. Home against the Commanders, whew. That's going to be a tough one because that's a, that's a division game and it's a rivalry game. These two teams hate each other. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm going to say, you know what, that's 50-50, but I'll give you guys, guys that one. Yeah, I don't believe you beat the Rams out here, and I don't believe you beat the Eagles on a, on a Sunday night. So, one, three wins maybe, but all two. I'm gonna say there's a a, a fifty a sixty percent chance that you have two that you have three wins. I'm gonna say there's a forty five percent chance you have two wins. Mm. If he if he's going for the the allotted time. For the whole, yes. the whole time. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, what have I told you from the start? I've told you again and again and again and again, my team will go only as far as my defense, led by 11 from heaven, takes my team. No. Defense. What did the defense show you the other night? They held Tom Brady's offense to 19 points. They made Tom Brady, according to you, look not so special. You saw some decline in Tom Brady, and I just saw some incline in my defense. That's what I saw. But your offense scored three. Okay, I got it. But what I'm saying is Dak stunk it up, and it's why I can't get all been out of shape over losing Dak Prescott. Man, you because, really out on Dak, aren't you? Well, so are you. I know. What you mean I'm out on him? I've well, been I, out. I've been up and down on him since he was drafted in the fourth round. And I look back at his rookie year when I was like gaga about it. Yeah. And I say, well, he had Zeke at his peak. Yes. It was peak Zeke. And he had an offensive line in, in his prime. <laughs> yes. And it was across the ball. It was three potential Hall of Fame yes. players. Yes. And all of a sudden, it clicked and it took off in, in large part because Zeke was leading the league in rushing. And Dak could game manage and he could pick and choose. And he had Dez, right. obviously, and Witten. And, Witten and, and it worked. And they took off and they went 13-3 and three and they had a home field. And then Aaron Rodgers happened. And then Mason Crossbar happened <laughs> at Jerry World. But the point was, it, did I overestimate the fourth-round pick, who occasionally plays like he's the fourth overall pick, but too often he plays just like a fourth-round right. pick. And the other night he played like a seventh-round pick mm-hmm. to me. And so I, I don't miss him because they had to dramatic. Jerry sat right there at the press conference and looked at him, looked at him right in the eye and said, I had to overpay you. Well, he did. He did. But here's the difference between Dak and Cooper Rush. Look at Dak supporting cast. Look at Cooper Rush supporting cast. You had Zeke at his prime, mm-hmm. offensive line at his prime. 
Okay, Dak didn't have to really do much. Make a throw here or there. You telling me this supporting cast that Cooper Rush is stepping into is what Dak had in 2016? Okay. I thought Tyler Smith was really good the other night. He ain't Tyron. Okay, he's not Tyron Smith, <laughs> but he's Tyler Smith. Yeah. And Tyler Smith, a raw rookie first-round pick out of Tulsa, moved one slot over from left guard to left tackle. And I'll say he held his own. Yeah. He held his own. Well, he got his work cut out because he got Hubbard and he got he Hendrickson does. coming in. And they're really good. I, <laughs> I, I got you. He, you can just keep going down the list. Yeah. and It's just somebody every yeah. week because that's the way this league works. Yes. But I think he will compete. He will fight. He's got raw, real talent, like real mm -hmm. talent, Alabama kind of talent, because I was told by an assistant yeah. also that if he was going to go in the transfer portal, Alabama was all over him. Yes. So my point is, I think he's a keeper. I think you can survive with him at left tackle okay. until Tyron comes back, and I don't even know if he'll be able to come back this year. But I, I'm not bothered by that the way I thought I might be. He proved to me he'll be okay. He'll be adequate at left tackle. But then you got Terrence Steele let you down. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> but, but he's played a lot, and he's been pretty good. So my point is, if, if you can do – it feels like Cooper Rush will bring more electricity to the offense than Dak did the other night. I, I don't know why, but but when Cooper Rush comes out, remember, Cooper Rush has played a whole lot of football for the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, it's just been in preseason Would you have scored? Games. Let me ask you a he question. He plays like every – he plays three quarters of every preseason Let game. me ask you a question. If, if Cooper Rush plays the entirety of the game, starts the game against that Tampa defense, they game plan, you think you have more or less than three points? More. I just do. I, I just feel like he's he he he's not he doesn't have mental scar tissue the way Dak does because every time Cooper's played, some pretty good things have happened. And the one game that he played, the one real game he played, not good things. Great that he threw for 325 yards with 55 seconds left. He had Amari for the game-winning touchdown to outplay, outduel Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. You, 20 to 16. You do realize coming in and mop-up duty is a lot different than starting the game when okay. a team is game-planned for I, you. I got it, but Minnesota game-plan, it was Mike Zimmer. It's hard to game-plan. They don't tape on Cooper Rush. What, okay. we looking at preseason? Uh, so now we got new game. We, we have new tape. Is Cincinnati going to be all over Cooper well, I, Rush? I think the thing is, there, there is, I mean, you have to go back and look at what they did against Minnesota. You have to look at what, does he have legs? Can he get outside of the pocket? How much play action do they run? How much boot do they run? Okay. Are they trying to get him, keep him in the pocket? Pocket. So you have to look at, I mean, he did. But see, Skip, in the preseason, it's hard to evaluate because everybody's vanilla. Everybody's basic. Ain't nobody running sets. Everybody's just right. running basic, common stuff. I got you. But this offense, he's been in for six years. Yeah. So it's not like he walks out there and his head's spinning with new No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, he understands okay. the offense. But but how good are the pieces in that offense compared to what Dak stepped in in 2016? You said Zeke led the league in rushing that year. They led in time of possession. Mm -hmm. They were one of the top rushing teams in all of football. Zeke looked really good the other night. He, he had, what, 52 yards on 10 carries? Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. I might be taking it to the bank because you can feed that beast a little more than but you I used thought, to. But I, I, I thought Tampa, the way they geared their defense was to try and stop Dak because they thought they didn't want Dak to throw for another 400 okay. yards. Maybe. Okay, so 
don't sleep on the other side of the ball. My defense is really good. I yeah. told you it's going to be a top five defense, and it's off to the races. But but in order for you, in order for what you're saying to be true, what are you going to have to do? Take the ball away. You're going to have to produce points because it seems like your offense is going to struggle this year producing points because of your skill position. Play. Okay, we got Tom Brady, the GOAT, the, 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 the highest-rated graded player in football last year and the number one overall top 100 Right? This year, voted by the players was Tom Brady. We got him. We picked him off. Yeah, but Skip, look, I mean, look, I, I don't know how if you still feel the same way about pro football focus. They said Patrick Mahomes was the eighth best quarterback this weekend. You believe that? Well, okay. I, what, whatever. I'm just going to how, how they were graded. Well, maybe so. Maybe he was. <laughs> yeah. You said that with a straight face, too. Well, I, I did. But I just saw an ESPN in their new power rankings. They dropped Dallas from 10th to 26th in their power rankings. I assume just because that, there's no Dak. Right. 10th to 26th. Well, yeah, but did you, well, did you, how did they look with that? That's six from the bottom when you held Tom Brady to 19 yeah, points. Well, you're the only team that didn't score a touchdown this weekend. So oh, what am I supposed to do with okay. that? Joe Burrow scored a grand total of 20 points at Pittsburgh. That's 17 more than what you scored. 20 at Pittsburgh, and it looked like he was coming off an appendicitis and hadn't played at all in the preseason, which he was. Well, I mean, okay. the quarterbacks that didn't play at all this year only won three games this weekend. Okay. So he's up against a – a, a tough climb this this Sunday at Jerry World because that defense is it, it's hellacious. Good. Skip, I can make I, you can make a case that Cincinnati's offense, I mean skill position players, are better than Tampa's. When you look at Mixon and you look at Chase and you look at Boyd, now Higgins did uh, T Higgins did get a concussion and lead the ball game. He did. So uh, uh, P Ryan. So we don't know how much uh, uh, Higgins they, is going to play. They, they but that offensive four line four starters. They replaced four starters, and it looks like they the same old. I can't tell. They replaced four starters. I know, and he was running for his life yeah. the whole game. And he got what sack five, six, yeah. seven times. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Michael, Michael might, might eat. Michael might break Derek Thomas' huh? record. <laughs> the lion from the Nittany Lion from Penn State. He might just be eating all. Yeah. All they, Hey, Michael, you're going to be getting a lot of chips on Sunday. Just, just, just prepare yourself. Just prepare yourself. Okay. Well, maybe he can slip through the A or the B gap every We're, once in a while. Maybe. Right? Maybe. And maybe he'll be all over Joe Burrow. Maybe we could hold Joe Burrow to 20-ish points. Maybe Cooper Rush could figure out how to score 23. But that, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you hold him to 20. What about can you can you get to 21? Mm. Maybe Cooper Rush has a connection with C.D. Alam that Dak has never had. I don't know. Had. I'm just going by what Steven said. Steven said that C.D. needs to prove and to show that he's a number one. That's what he said. I didn't say that. I'm just repeating. Mm -hmm. I don't like to, you know, I don't like to talk behind people. My grandma said, boy, stop talking behind people. Yeah. You mean repeating what you heard somebody say. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just talking behind Steven. Well, Steven said that. All I'm talking about is that Cooper Rush threw CeeDee Lamb 106 yards worth of footballs at Minnesota last year. Maybe it will take off. You better hope so. Yep. Are you going 0-2? Okay. Well, we it, should go 0-2. We're seven-point dogs at home. What? Seven-point dogs? I may. You may call out. You might, you might not come in on Monday, huh? No. I, I you want to do, do the show from home? I'll no. let you do it. Will you give me seven? No. Why not? No. Well, you just laughed about I it. I did. I'm laughing. Okay. Well, give me seven. No. I'll take seven right now. No, you won't. For three more cases, I go, you can just I go ahead pile over. on. You no. Can, I got to be run up the score. No, I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not no. that type of guy. Oh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be? Not. I'm not that type of guy, Skip. I'll be. Hey. All right, guys.
If Only it is two? indeed three to four weeks, as you mentioned, the Bengals up next. Then they would have the Giants, the Commanders, and the Rams. Ooh. That would be the schedule for the next month. You go to the Rams mm. game? You want to see All them right. the person? Moving on. Saquon Barkley, gentlemen. Squash. Curious your evaluation of him this season. You think he's poised to claim the title of best running back in the NFL? That's next on Undisputed. Saquon Barkley exploding for 194 total yards and a touchdown in the Giants' big win over the Titans. Saquon also had the game-winning two-point conversion. Nice. Shannon, if Saquon stays healthy, do you think he can be the best back in the NFL this season? Yeah, Skip, that's been the only question about Saquon. You remember his rookie year, the only year that he's been healthy of his years in the NFL. He had over 1,300 yards, averaged five yards a carry, had 2,000 yards from scrimmage, and uh, caught 91 passes. So, Skip, he can run for power. We, we had him in here, and we saw the size of his legs, so he can run for power. We saw the breakaway speed that he displayed, caught 91 passes a rookie that shows that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a home run hitter. The only question was, can he stay healthy? And if he stays healthy, he's a guy that can go get you 13, 1,400 yards, catch you another 70 to 90 balls in a season, give you four and a half, five yards per carry. He absolutely can be one of the best backs in football. It, 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 Skip, I mean, to say you're the best back, uh, it's really hard because, you know, Jonathan Taylor has done it for a couple of years. Derrick Henry's done it since he's been in the NFL. But Saquon can get himself into that conversation if he can stay healthy. And given that he has the worst of the quarterback, because everybody goes into the game knowing Daniel Jones can't beat us throwing the football. Mm-hmm. So just stack the line. And for him to be able to do what he did on Sunday – Given what he's working with, and he doesn't have the best offensive line either. We know the type of line that Jonathan Taylor has, and Tennessee has a a better offensive line than what the Giants have. But, Skip, if he can stay healthy, and now he has Brian Dayball calling the plays for him, his former offensive coordinator, Mike Shula, and Jason Garrett. Mm. Could I interest you in that? Mm. I didn't think I could. So for me, I don't know. I'm I'm actually missing Jason Garrett. I bet you, yeah. I bet you wish you had him. You wish he was calling the plays on yeah, Sunday. I did. On Sunday, but least, uh, at least running the show. Skip, this kid is legit. I just hope he can stay healthy because that's only, that's the only concern that anybody's had with Saquon Barkley over the last few years. Man, this Joe can't stay healthy. Healthy, he's one of the best backs in football. He's a top three running back in football if he's healthy. Mm. Interesting. So. I'm going to qualify everything I'm about to say by saying Saquon Barkley is a really good young man. Mm -hmm. I I really like him. I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he leads his football team. I don't love him as a running back because in the end, to me, if I can be painfully objective and honest about this, he's more of a cherry on top kind of a back. He's more whipped cream than he is the cake. He, he's more of a luxury back because if you look hard just at what he's done against my Dallas Cowboys, you see he's not that guy because he'll get loose once or twice a game. Yeah. But that's all is once or twice. Yeah, but it's once that, or twice it's going to be a 60 that, or 70 yard. Okay, that, that is true. <laughs> but, but the point is he's going to get the ball a whole lot of other times that go nowhere fast. Mm-hmm. So in the end, he can't be a Derrick Henry or a Jonathan Taylor or a Zeke in his prime because he's not a bell cow type who can just hammer you into oblivion just by, by just 
bashing your brains in in the yeah. middle of the line, just boom, No, boom, no, that's boom. not what he is. No, he's okay. more of a speed. He can run with power, but he's not a power he, back. But he, he looks like he could be a power yeah, back. Yeah. He's built like a power back who doesn't function like a power back. So I've watched six full games in which he was healthy against my Dallas Cowboys. My Cowboys are six and zero against Saquon's Giants. Okay? Uh, how, many, how, many, how many of those games with Daniel Jones, the quarterback? Okay, well, I, I assume all of them. Or, okay. or, or, at all least, of them, at least four of them. At least four of them. Yeah, I'm, I didn't even go back and count that. Because I think Daniel Jones was drafted after Saquon, wasn't he? Maybe it? the next year, yeah. Okay, the point is, if, if I can just throw a few numbers at you. Overall, against my Dallas Cowboys, he's rushed 70 times for 344 yards. But if, if you take out his one best run of the day, right. if you just take out the one, all of a sudden it drops his yards per carry against my Dallas Cowboys to 2.9 yards a game. Oh, you? Okay, it's not enough to beat you. Yeah, but Skip, you can't do that. If I take out that 48-yard completion to Julio Jones, how many yards did Tom Brady throw for? Like 150. He's the GOAT. No, 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 but you can't do that. You can't say, well, if I take away this one run, that was Barry. Barry have six runs where he lost 30 yards, but then he'd pop off an 80-yarder, and then you look at the numbers like, well, damn. But so that that's all a part of it. Everybody's not going to go six, 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 all the way, you know, 20 times to get to 120. They're going to have some one-yard runs, some two-yard runs, a 15, a lost yardage, a, 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 a no-yard gain, and a 30-yard run. That's just the way it works, Skip. Zeke in his prime in that first rookie year when he had 108 yards a game rushing, you, you'd look at it and it'd be eight, seven, nine, 12, eight, six. Zero. Okay, but there are not many zeros. It was hard to keep him yeah. to zero. Okay, this young man is has got a whole bunch well, of zeros. Let me ask you a question. If I, if, I give, if I gave rookie year Saquon Barkley, that line that Zeke ran behind, mm -hmm. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, how many yards do you think he would have gotten? Bell cow? Could he be the bell cow? Yes! I don't know. I don't see it. Yes! I don't see the instincts Skip. of finding the, think you know, about, picking and choosing his way through. What was one of the, what was your biggest, your biggest complaint with Zeke since he's been in the league? I don't see the breakaway speed that I saw at Ohio State. The one thing that uh, 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 Saquon Barkley has is breakaway speed. Okay, let's look at the catches against my Dallas Cowboys. Overall, he's got 32 for 223, which is pretty good. But if you take away the one big one. You can't do you, that. You take it away. It's only 3.8 yards per catch. So he's catching a whole bunch of balls that go nowhere fast. The skip. Nowhere. That's, Skip, you do realize how this thing works. Well, if I take away the guy, if I take away TJ Watt in the game, there are four games that he had like three sacks. If I look at the other games, he only had eight sacks. What? No, no, that, that goes hand in hand. You don't get two sacks a game. You don't get a sack or a sack and a half a game. You might go a game where you get one, you get two, you get two, you get none, you get none, you get a half. That's the way it works. You can't say, well, if I take away this run or I take away this catch, you can't do that. Okay, but three sacks are far more impactful than a 68-yard run that doesn't score. What, what about the 68-yard run that puts us in field goal range and we kick the walk-off field goal? Okay, well, when, when does that happen? But that it, happening against my Cowboys. Skip. No, Six but, and oh. But I'm just saying, though, but that's just against your Cowboys. Well, I can pick out stats and say Emmitt Smith didn't have great rushing games against this team. Or I can say, well, Tom Brady hadn't had great rushing, uh, great passing games against this team. You can do that with any, with any, any, any player against any team. Okay. Does Saquon impose his will on games like I used to see Emmitt impose his will on games? Does, where after a while, they just say no moss. What about, that, what about that offensive line? 
Well, I don't know. It's, it's you, hit, you just said you but, just said the Cowboys had the best offensive line in football back in 2016. Yes. They did. No, the best. When when Emmitt played, how was his offensive line? Were they any good? It was the best. Okay, but well, okay. damn. All right, but he was really good. Yes, I, what, I'm not talking. But see. Saquon is really good. Look at his offensive line. How many times do they allow Daniel Jones to get hit? How many times is Saquon getting hit in the backfield? You do realize on that two-point play, Saquon had to make a hell of a run. He, he got hit in the backfield. He and did. then he had to split two defenders to get the ball in the end zone. Okay, would you rather have Derrick Henry or Saquon? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I think I'll take Derrick Henry. How about Jonathan Taylor? I think I'll take Jonathan it, Taylor. They're, they're they're two different guys. Both of those guys have been relatively healthy. Derrick Henry, with the exception of last year, he was he missed nine games and still was the sixth leading rusher in all of football. It just goes to show you. Their offense, in that, and I think Brian Dayball is building his offense around Saquon. If Saquon can stay healthy, he's going to have 13, 1,400 yards rushing. Okay, and that makes him a top what? Three? Yeah. Huh. I don't think he's that guy. Because, I, I don't think you can win big with him as your bell cow. Because, here, because, Skip, the days of the running back running into the Super Bowl, that's over. That's not the way the league is set up. Mm. That's why everybody – that's why you pay – how much are they paying running backs? Mm. They're paying quarterbacks three times what they play the high. The highest paid running back is Zeke at $16 million. Mm. They're paying quarterbacks three times that. Why? Because they believe they're three times the value or the three times the importance mm-hmm. of that position. Yep. So the days of in the 90s or early 2000 when guys could run you to Super Bowls, those days are over. Mm. Your quarterback's going to have to throw you to a championship. Okay. Well, all I know is – we play up there on a Monday night. Is he going to run us off the field? He might, but he hadn't before. Well, Cooper Rush ain't going to throw him off the field. How do you know that? I know he, that. He threw the Viking. Uh-huh. Your Vikings. He threw him right off the field. Well, let's see what he do with him. 325 yards passing. Even an alley cat will find a whole uh-huh. chicken in the trash every once in a while. I don't think that's an alley cat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, even the best chef will burn something. He'll get to talking with somebody and something burns and they got to throw it in the trash. And here come an alley cat like, well, look what I found. Really? Yeah. Huh. So you just said Cooper Rush is an actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. I'll take I, him. I said he could have a moment, which means an alley cat will find a whole chicken in the trash. Yep. Most of the time he finds scraps. Most of the time Cooper Rush will give you Cooper you know Rush type performance. You know what I know about alley cats? You don't want to mess with oh, there them. You go. Am I right? Yes. You I, do not want to mess with them. You don't know anything about them. cats. You I know everything about you cats. You had cats growing up? No, I hate cats. <laughs> We had cats growing up, a bunch of them. Cats are going to eat one way or another, especially if it's an alley cat. (laughs) All right, guys. Russell Wilson, not at all the trip he wanted in his return to Seattle. Did he deserve to get booed? We'll discuss that when we return. Wilson greeted by lots of boos in his return to Seattle last night. Russ, of course, won a Super Bowl for Seattle and spent the first 10 years of his career with the Seahawks. Shannon, this one caught me off guard. Are you surprised Russ was booed? I was very surprised uh, that he was booed, uh, especially at, uh, at running out on the field, Skip, and maybe the introduction. And then once, you know, once the game starts, Skip, he makes a play, makes a throw. Yeah, you boo. But I was very surprised considering as Jen uh, uh, mentioned in the read, Skip, he was there for 10 years. He went to nine Pro Bowls, made eight playoff appearances, um, went to two Super Bowls, won one, thanks to Pete Carroll. They should have been two, but that's neither here nor there. And 
he's Walter Payton Man of the Year. The Walter Payton Man of the Year is the highest award that you can really receive in the NFL because it goes to not what you did on the field, it goes to what you did off the field, what you've done in the community. And some of the all-time great players have won that award from a Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, John Elway, Dan Marino, some of the greats, a boomer, some of the all-time great players have won that award, Skip. So it says not only was he a great player with the nine Pro Bowls, but he won Walter Payton Man of the Year for what he's done in the community and what he did off the field. But this is what we know about fans, Skip. I love you when you play for us. You mentioned those two Super Bowls. Jim mentioned those two Super Bowls. Seattle fans say he can't take us to another one. So why the hell I'm going to cheer for it? Yeah, but usually <laughs> if you have I, won I, a Super Bowl in a city, there's a reservoir of love built that, that you can't well, empty. I, bl I blame this on Pete because Pete says I'm going to leave. If all Pete had to do is say, well, Pete, what type of reception do you think? Well, I hope they give him a nice reception. Russ was a model citizen here. He was very great for us. We went to Super Bowls. We won a lot of games uh, because of Russell Wilson, and he was outstanding in the community. Pete Carroll says, I'm going to leave it up to 12. I'm going to let them decide how they want to receive Russell Wilson. I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically the crux of what he's saying. Yep. He said, it's okay if y'all boo. That's basically what Pete said. I agree. And, and, I, and I agree, Skip. I went back to Denver. I got introduced. They cheered. I went back to Baltimore. I got cheered. And Eli, for, for Peyton's sake, I got released from Baltimore also. But they still cheered me when I went back. So I am very surprised that this is the way. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it wasn't within their right to do it, Skip. I'm not mad at them or anything. But I am surprised that they did do it when he ran out on the field. I was initially stunned by it <laughs> because when I think of Seattle, I think of Russ. And Legion of Boom and all that. But I think of Russ yeah. first. Because it was a long, great time they had yes, together. Yes, yes. But it was actually a drawn-out, ugly end of that yes. relationship. And it became clear he wanted out, and then he had trade demands, and I want to go to these teams right. and only these teams. Right. And it got uglier and uglier and uglier until the bridge got set on fire. And then once he was traded, and it looked like he was so happy to, to get free and right. go to Denver – I think the bridge burned completely to the ground. And what happened, Skip? We're starting to hear Russ is very high maintenance. Now, Russ is not saying he's high maintenance. Russ is not saying I need all these extra rooms on, on, uh, on the road for, security, for, for my family and all that. Yep. Somebody in the organization. So everybody's like, hold on. Russ like that? Mm. Oh, little old Russ, oh, mm. God-fearing, you Russ, know, just said, yeah. oh, you know, for God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he's that demanding? That he's that needed? That high maintenance? Mm-hmm that probably ticked a lot of people off because you see some people one way and then you hear about like, well, I didn't know he was like that. Okay, but it wasn't like the team just cold-bloodedly got rid of him. He wanted to leave. I think so, but Skip, it was reported that they tried to trade him in 2018. That's, that's what he brought up. Right. Yeah. He, said, he said it is true. And they tried again. I think they tried I think Cleveland when Cleveland had the first-round pick yep. and when uh, Arizona had the first-round pick. They wanted that number one overall pick. Okay. But you on the Manning cast last night piped up and said, hey, Peyton, did they boo you and yeah. you returned to Indianapolis? Yes. And he said, uh, no. Oh, no. And, right. and Eli pipes up then and jumps in and says, yeah, because they cut you. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> yeah. They cut you? Yeah. Okay. He said, he said that's different. Okay. Like that. well, well, it is different because the biggest mistake Jim Irsay ever made, and I first guessed right. the mistake back on first take, was – you can't push him out the back door. Right. He's got a neck injury. Your doctors say he's done. Right. And, and his doctors are saying, no, just give him a little time. Right. 
right? Yeah. Well, guess what he did in he Denver? Went to two Super Bowls and, and he won and one. Guess where his allegiance lies now? <laughs> is it Denver? He Skip? has moved to Denver. It is. It, his family is it's, it's etched in. Skip, and he has an entire floor at a hospital in Indy. He has a statue. Outside of Lucas Oil. Skip. In Indy. In Indy. Yes, I know. Indy yeah. is a football town. Indy used to be known as basketball in the Indy. Mm-hmm. The Indy 500. Yeah. Peyton Manning made it a football town. They was about to leave. That's the house he ca- that he built. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how much he's been back or how much he goes back. I just know how he feels about Denver. Okay. But they still feel in Indy the same way they always felt they did, about him because they, they all realized yeah. he didn't want to go. No. The owner said no. No. The owner said, I'm going to draft Andrew Luck, yes. and I'm sorry. I love you, man. Right. They had this sort of awkward press right. conference, yeah. and then he just pushed him right out right. the back door. And it was a big mistake because yeah. all Peyton did was should have won two MVPs in Denver, right. and he won a Super, Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Look, the fans, the fans they, they, they feel how they feel. And like I said, it's funny. The team, fans, the, the team can convince the fans – that fans can never, can, I mean, a uh, player can never convince no. the fans about a club. Uh, I agree. That had to be as satisfying a home win as the Pete. 12s has ever experienced. What about Pete? Did you and see Pete. Pete? You thought Pete won the Super Bowl. The way he poured, like, oh, God, thank you. Why couldn't you do it? He was like, man, why you didn't give me this for the Super Bowl? He like, we beat Russ. We proved that he can't play and he's yeah. done. So there was no outpouring of love. It was an outpouring of resentment. Yes, I agree. And, and we got you back. <laughs> I, yeah. to- I totally agree. I'm surprised. You and I both surprised Ooh. that. It went down like wow. that. Can Russ rebound? That's a question yeah, for we got week this one. two. And then the <laughs> Cowboys, they got the Bengals coming to town. <laughs> and are they being disrespected yep. incredibly nope. as underdogs? Yep. Nope. We're going to break it all down. Skip and Shannon disagree. Imagine that when we come back in just a moment. The line for Cowboys Bengals on the move. Cowboys currently seven and a half point underdogs on Sunday, according to Fox, Fox Bet Sportsbook. Dallas going to be without Dak Prescott as they post Joe Burrow. Shannon, is the seven and a half points too low, too high, or just right? Skip, I wanted to say just right, but when you look at Cincinnati and the way they played Sunday, um, I think the uh, the Cowboys have a very comparable defense, and they're going to be at home. Um, Pittsburgh was on the road. They picked Joe Burrow. They forced him into five turnovers. Picked him out four times, including a pick six. Sacked him seven times. I mean, I, I get it that, that, that Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback. But, you know, Cincinnati has to put their offense out there also. <laughs> and Dallas is a, has a very good defense. Now, I'm going to say if, 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 I if I was an odds maker, I probably would have made this game, a, made Cincinnati a three-point favorite. I agree. I'll buy that. Because I, I'm saying that, okay, Dallas should be Dallas should be a three-point favorite at home. I'm going to take that away. But, Skip, this is almost saying, like, you touched down on the field, go better than this team. Correct. And I, I, nah, I mean, Joe Burrow's really sloppy. I get it. He had a, 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 an appendectomy. Yep. Um, he didn't play any of the preseason, and he kind of looked like it. A lot of the guys that didn't play in the, reg- in the plate preseason, Skip, kind of looked like they didn't play mm-hmm. in the preseason. Yeah. Um, but Dallas can – can Dallas do to Joe Burrow what Pittsburgh did, which was force those turnovers and get to him? 
I believe I don't know if they can force the turnovers like the Steelers did, mm. but I definitely believe they can get to him and make him and, and uh, uh, make him make it tough on him. Okay. I'm gonna say this should be a three point favorite. Okay. Full disclosure, I did pick the Cincinnati Bengals to once again win the AFC and get back to the Super Bowl and lose to the GOAT. But come on. <laughs> no I, respect I, for I, your team. Are you saying that a team with Micah Parsons, yeah. my oh Micah, 11 from heaven? Yeah, that's what they say. At home yes. is a seven-and-a-half-point yeah. dog? Yes. Are you kidding yeah, me? that's what they say. That's just a joke. Did you not hear are you, are you telling me that a team with Trevon Diggs and Demarcus Lawrence and a top-five defense, in my humble estimation, is a seven-and-a-half-point underdog at home? Yeah, they watched Are the you tape. kidding me? They watched the tape and say uh, D-Law and Darren Armstrong didn't get a whole lot of uh, pressure. Really? Are, are you telling me that an offense that does have CeeDee Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott and Dalton Schultz on a franchise tag is a seven-and-a-half-point dog at home? Yeah, they say his name what? is See Me. See Me Disappear in the game. See Me Disappear. Yeah, that would be CD. Uh, see Me Disappear. see him, see him catch another 12 balls uh, yeah, he might, 120 yards. Yeah, yeah he might because he going to get matched up with Eli Apple, so yeah, he might have okay, some. Okay, thank you very much. Are you <laughs> trying to tell me? That a team that lost Dak Prescott, excuse me, Dak Prescott, but gained Cooper Rush, who threw a what you mean gained gained through a party at Minnesota last year on a Sunday night, it was a Halloween night game. That, that yeah, he pretended 325 to be a yards, including the game winner to Amari with 55 seconds left. That guy is a seven and a half point dog to Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. He's the next Brady. But are you serious? You just said the Cowboys gained Cooper Rush. I did. With a straight face, That's too. That's what Jerry Jones said the other day. He said, well, uh, I, I'm not Jerry going this far, but who knows? Maybe in a couple of months we have to have a conversation. Yeah. Are we sure we want to go back to Dak Prescott? You and I both stopped listening to Jerry many years ago. Yeah. Well, he can be a cockeyed optimist <laughs> on, uh, in some cases. But in this case... I'm just being objective here. When I saw that, well, I saw it open at seven. I said, that is ridiculous. That that is, and, and that's why you went radio silent a few topics ago when I said, okay, give me the seven. No. Well, you're not gonna give me the seven because no. you know it's way too you at, you at first of all, you at home, you're the Cowboys. First of all, you shouldn't be underdogs. Mm. Should be underdogs. Well, we lost our quarterback in game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One. You said you gave you said who, you gave Who wouldn't be an underdog if they lost a quarterback? Who wouldn't accept San Francisco? That'd be the only one, right? Hey, if your team, hey, with all that talent, Jerry said he got this team with talent, loaded with talent, mm -hmm. loaded. Yep. I, okay. I, I got it. That ain't what Vegas said. Vegas said you're not loaded with talent. Okay, so you're going to give me the seven and a half? No. No, because mm -hmm. you're afraid of my Dallas no. Cowboys. You know what? If, if I just simply have Micah Parsons, it's, it's like, stop it. We, we shouldn't even be any kind of underdog with Micah at home. Oh, and two. He, he just might get Joe Burrow three times. Oh, and two. Should I go to four times? Maybe four well, times. Well, I mean, they know Lyle Collins. I mean, D-Law went up against him for practice in practice every day for years. That is correct. Okay? We might just eat. Ah! Right? You know what? Micah should start give me doing the seven, this. Give me the seven points then. What are you talking about? You said you're going to eat. You said y'all going to sack him. Y'all going to set an NFL record, sack him ten times. Seven and a half point dogs. I got this. I mean, well, Micah should have, like, TJ, I mean, how many times did the, the what you call him got him seven? Yep. So y'all should get him at least thirteen. We might. We just well might. We might just shock the world. Oh my goodness. Cooper Robert. We gotta Rush. go, guys.
We got to go. Okay. We got to talk about Baker and the Panthers. Do you think they're going to get to 500? No. They'll start out 0-2. No. Skip and Shannon will predict that one in just a moment. Baker and the Panthers traveling this week to take on the Giants. Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point underdog, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook, after dropping that home opener to the Browns in questionable fashion, by the way. Shannon, does Carolina fall to 0-2? Yep. Uh, the Giants' defense is better, a lot better than people think. They don't have the big, big names on it, but Skip, they held Tennessee to 3-11 on third down, kept Derrick Henry in check, and Saquon got wild. I think the thing is what Carolina is going to try to do is put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands, make him beat him, and, and control Saquon. Mm. But I think they're going to fall to 0-2 because Baker's going to give us a one interception. He'll probably f- fumble another ball. So mm. I got the Giants winning at home. Do you really? I sure so do. it's not even a two-and-a-half point spread, right? It should be three for home field advantage, but it's only two-and-a-half. But you're underdog. So will you give me three? I'll take no. Baker plus three. If Baker, if Baker Mayfield is better than Daniel Jones, he should have been favored on the road. Really? Yeah, huh. that's what I'm thinking. Huh. But you don't like Daniel Jones, so I'll take Baker plus. I'll, I'll even just do the spread. I'll do two-and-a-half for two cases. Straight up. Yeah. Uh, heck no. It, well, you got the Baker Mayfield. The spread is two-and-a-half. You got Baker. Do you, believe, do you believe in Baker? I, I, I believe in what the spread says it is. Las Vegas says this is a two-and-a-half point game. I'll take the two-and-a-half. You will Right now for two cases. Nope. Right now. Straight up. You're scared to death of Baker Mayfield because you saw what he did. He threw what 133 he in the fourth quarter, and he's about to do that in the first quarter. And guess where he came to Sunday night? Yeah. Somebody's afraid. Somebody's he came afraid. to the restaurant. We have to go. Baker I love you in the Duflo. We're out of time, guys. So that's it for Undisputed. Thanks so much for joining us.